episode. What did you just eat? What did I eat? Oh, I ate some of Zach's popcorn machine robot. Why? Why was it covered in ketchup? And why are you covered in ketchup? Because there's sugar and ketchup. Why does it smell like pennies in here? Because they're from heaven. Pennies from heaven. Is it made out of pennies? No, heaven? No, they're from heaven. But why? Why? Yeah. I think he I has a, I think he has his It's just a fact and you So heaven is raining Nope, they're mana. just pennies it's supposed from to be heaven. mana, but he's saying pennies because he, all he can think about is money. Why are they falling from heaven? Probably someone threw them, like, fell out of pockets, maybe there's a roundabout. Such Do you as need the pennies such, in heaven? Oh yeah. Such it's as the pennies. That, right? You get a fall on the court and you pick it up. Here's some body weight and beans. He just changed accents. I don't oh, know. I did? Hi, I'm an angel. I'm taking right. over Alex. I'm from Peter, heaven. Peter, what did I'm he here to talk about the things. Angels can possess people? Yeah, absolutely. It's sounding they, a lot like demons. Yeah, well, after you eat them. Demons can do that shit. Angels don't like to. They like to let free will do their thing. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm I can just here to talk this. about this heaven Hold on. anything. Wait. Let me just... Can I... Can you All just right. like hold yeah. still okay. real quick? You're getting real close there. I'm just going to pull here. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. All right, you got me. I'm a tapeworm. I am. I'm yeah, a, Army Hammer. You are a tapeworm. Oh, my God. Did you Army Hammer the tapeworm? Yep. Wow, that came Alex. out of me. Oh, I'm Army, Army, I'm Army Hammer the, uh, the tapeworm. Warmy Hammer. Oh, I think, I think. You may have eaten the tapeworm when you consumed the robot, Alex. Well, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm just, I, I didn't really think that I would have take such a liking to the robot as a hound, but I did, and I moved in, and How Alex did you came live? along and he ate the foot, because he likes foot, he's a feet guy, and he ate the foot, he was You're looking a foot at guy? He stayed with Quentin Tarantino. I mean, I am a fan of Tarantino's films, yes. Uh, that's what that means. I'm not going to kink shame you. No, no, thank you. Uh, and, no, thank uh, well, you. <laughs> I, I will. I think it's gross. I think it's disgusting, and he ate my own. And uh, and I think it sucks. He ate your own. He, ate me, he uh-huh. ate me home. I know. He should have ate his body weight and beans instead. And uh, instead he I ate me, and I'm inside out, and I've been devouring everything he eats, and I'm happy he ate me because I've been enjoying everything he eats, which is a lot of ramen and a lot of Zatarain's uh, uh, um, dirty rice. So, you know, consistent. Can we just drop the accent, Army, please? We, we have questions. Hi, I'm Army Hammer. Hi. I was pretending to be a tapeworm that lived in your friend house. No, you still are. I did climb out of his mouth, but... So can you explain more about the whole cannibalism well, thing? Well, I'll, you know what? If you guys looked at your phones right now, you'd have known that I actually did an interview that was released yesterday... Explaining how cancer culture is awful and how cancer my victims culture? are lying. Do you have cancer? How, um, no. His can't. victims cancer. are lying? Yeah, dude. He, I'm not kidding here. He actually put out an article yesterday. He like, said that his joke victims... joke is very timely, Chris. Okay, end scene. Yeah, there was an Army Hammer article yesterday. He interviewed yesterday about all of this. He's He sells real estate. He's going to be the... a sober guy now. But he he's like, yeah... I mean, the women are lying, and I did abuse them psychologically, but I didn't, you know, do the worst things ever that they're saying. And it's like, fuck off, man. And welcome, everybody, to the Mushroom Week Podcast, where well, there's um, news. <laughs> that goes news. Zach eats people. <laughs> Which is why he's on a plane fleeing the country right now. Uh, he's on a plane right now. His flight got delayed. That's why he's not here. Gotcha. No, not that you ate his robot. Oh. Uh, 
Crazy Swamp People. Gotcha. That's right. Rodney! Avatar. I love that show. No? You mean Avatar? No, you mean Avatar. Avatar. It's called Avatar. You're talking about Ozarks. Blue People? Mm. Oh! Yeah, the the swamp, the swamp people. Hi everyone. They were in the sky though. Is the scene over? Can I go? Can I go get paid? They were sky swamp people. I'm a tape worm actor. Fuck you, Army Hammer. You you hired me to do a scene, and I did the scene. I didn't hire anybody. I didn't either. I was hired by somebody. Who? I don't know. They're anonymous. I'm going to have to get that Van Wall Block guy on it. Can can you bring Alex back in, please? Okay, hold on a second. Alex! How far were you? Why'd you go so far? Alex! Why'd you go so far? Uh, okay. Uh, Alex, What's up, guys? Hey, I have, you guys a, I have a question. Why did you get Army Hammer to star in David Lynch's movie? Why did I get Army Hammer to star? Because I like fucking with David Lynch, man. It's true. Yeah, he's not going to put him in his movie, but I, I told him he why did to. Why? To stall a couple days and take a couple days off. And why did you have to... Fucked up, man. No, that's going to get the movie shut down entirely. No, I feel no, like no, the no, movie no, is no. shut down. No, 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 no. The, mo- the movie... He's is, owed days at no, this no, no, point. No, 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 no. I'm just bothering David Lynch with this. None of this is a go. No, the studio knows that I'm bothering him. They want me to bother David Lynch. They know he gets the best out of him. Yeah. yeah. If you see the behind the scenes, he's always like, No, 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 no. Fuck that. Time, money. I'm going to make what I want. So that's the best time... That's the best time to get it out of date. How did he pop his head into the window like that? I oh, I, I was walking by. It's very nice outside. It's very nice outside. So, yo, I gotta go. Bye. He's just running down the street now. I I'm just, not I even David. Looking. I'm David Stanton. I just sound a lot like him. <laughs> if David oh. was here, he'd hate you all. And he'd talk about how much he'd want to murder you. Yeah, you're really nice. Yeah, because of you, Alex. Oh, no, no. Well, yes, yes, because of me. Oh, yeah, because of you, Alex. You're terrible. I'm, uh... I'm a big fan of the way you bother him. It gets the best out of him. You know, an artistic uh, medium. Egotistical male directors is the only ones that can handle any of this, you know? Okay, you can go now. Your no. check's on the door. Okay, I gotta Goodbye. go. Bye. Obviously not, because we watched Ravenous. Peter, you need to check your locks. Those lin- those windows don't work, actually. Hey, by the way, I just wanted to let you know that David's going to be uh, making that movie with Army Hammer after all. He said yes. He thinks uh, Army Hammer's article was a pretty good one. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. You guys are losers. <laughs> it was very nice being visited by Peter Griffin. Wow. They really did so I don't know why he called himself David Lynch's stand-in. That's the Cleveland show. Why did he look so much like a thumb? Hmm. That's, how they, that's how they draw. Oh. I've yeah. seen Spy Kids. So anyway, tonight's movie, Ravenous. Ravenous. <laughs> 1999, specifically. Uh, uh, two, I don't know if there's any major pink sweater to it other than it's a really cold, wintry movie. So no, you know what it is? It's the You know what it is? What? Full moon. Is it a full moon? It looked like to me. In Army Hammer News. In Army Hammer News. In Army Hammer News. <laughs> yes. That's very true. Uh, I referenced the movie last week. That's, that was the big one. But yeah, Army Hammer Cannibals. There you go. Um, and then, yeah, I honest to God knew it when you spun the wheel and we landed on it. So what's the wheel tonight? Bad. Bad wheel. Mm. Not sorry, Peter. I'm sorry, Peter. There's some doozies on there, man. Oh, no, man. Happy, it's been a while. I'm excited for it. It's um, been a while. So, uh, so yeah, the Army Hammer article. I think we covered that. Yeah. I don't want to cover it any more than that it actually happened. To the yeah. Fucking Doug yeah. is gravy deeper. Fucking asshole. Besides that, uh... James Gunn probably announced some DC stuff. Probably. More? Didn't, I, I think... More. Oh, we didn't talk about it last time, did we? I don't think... No, he didn't ha- it didn't happen last week. It hadn't happened, so it happened uh, with the week. So James Gunn announced a bunch of stuff. Blue Beetle's happening... 
Uh, Flash is still happening. Um, he said he can't, he can't, like he literally. There's nothing you can do about that too. He said it's the one of the best movies, comic book movies he's ever seen. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. I agree. But DC has said that they they stand with Ezra, and they're um, they're trying to like. They're, I guess they're seeking help now. He says it in the thing that the film alters the universes of the DCEU. So it needs to exist in order for things to palatably make sense for the next 8 to 10 years, which is their plan. To make a DCEU that stands for 8 I mean, we've been talking... But they have three different worlds doing it. There's Matt Reeves, there's another one, and then there's this new DCEU. They're yeah, there's been a... The Sam and all that stuff. We've been talking about this, about how The Flash is more and more looking like. The more that comes out about Ezra Miller... It's more of like a necessary evil mm-hmm. at this point. And so, Shazam 2 is probably not going to do well either after everyone realized Zach Levi was an idiot. Yeah. I, I can't wait to get to the DCEU. That roller coaster ride is going to be fucking crazy. <laughs> that was one. That was mostly one guy. That was causing the early problems, and now it's just a whole it's weird mess of weeds. It's weird because it's a sinking ship, but then there's like a, a giant helicopter right on top of it with like really good people. And they're like, yeah, guys. Save the people yeah, account. And then save there's the people, people account. But then there's people that are drowning that we all don't want to drown. And then there's like, I, it's weird. But they, I think they're going to so do away weird. with Snyder's world in right. these next few movies and the Flash is going to fix it. Whatever their EU is going to be after that's going to be whatever. But I they think talk it's about a some meme. interesting things like a lantern show and shit like that. It's like a meme uh, from uh, Always Sunny, that, like when Danny DeVito pushes the guy with the two by four yeah. off the building. <laughs> oh. That's all of Sunny that I know. Um, Sunny's amazing. A little hard. For, I think if you ever watch Sunny, you'd probably have to go like season for season or episodes at a time or episodes at a time. But it's still so fucking good to watch that you love it. Like they're all terrible people, but the way in which they become worse by each each episode is very entertaining to watch. So. Yeah, I guess we're just keeping uh, emo Batman. E, uh, for at least another movie, and then the Joker and the Lady Gaga Harley Quinn movie. No! I wasn't supposed to happen! Uh, I'm excited for that. It's going to be a musical. I think it's. I think they'll do something different. I remember when we went to go see Joker in the movie theater. It was a crazy experience. Yep. Um, Scarred I'm me. To see, I'm interested to see them go further. Is there a reason you removed all the pillows in this room? <clears throat> Because uh, they needed an extra tiny, very specific, almost artistic design of all of our faces on the pillow. I wanted to do it. it was so you didn't want me to kill anybody. But the, the, the ink that they use is a very, 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 very fine making of my own shit. So that the, the, the drawing can be really specific really but also gross. fit with the milieu of the house. It's really gross. Yeah. Well, it's Why did you think him moving in here was a good idea? Why we're did we're you... not in his place. We're in my house next to his place. I just never Why do you still think place. you own the own the, the, the lease? The, I don't own the lease to his place. I'm just on the lease for my shit. I just put my shit in there, but my actual poop shit, I make a house out of outside of their house. Poop shit. He's insane, trademark. I'm insane. Anyway. Um, was there any else? anything else after that? Uh, no. There's like a, some Oscar stuff. In brewing in the background, but like whatever. Let me check my phone. Mel Gibson won Best Director. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it almost happened, not but five years ago or whatever. So yeah. 
I, uh, no, Hacksaw Ridge was on my recommended on YouTube, and I watched some scenes, and I'm just like, yeah, I will, this is probably my number one guilty pleasure, just solely by who made it. That guy gets ripped apart by bullets for crying out loud, Jesus. Yeah. Um. Yeah! Yeah, again, he makes great gore. I've seen Braveheart. He makes great gore. Love his gore. It's just the man behind that. It's what he's saying with it. Yeah. I've never had, I've always had an issue with, but, again, I like to drag across concrete that he made a couple years ago with Vince Vaughn, but he didn't make that movie, he's just in it. I like how he titles movies based on how he's killed people. Braveheart? He killed the guy with a brave heart? Yeah. You gotta be brave to kill somebody. Apocalypto? He kills someone with an apocalypse. Hacksaw? Hacksaw Ridge? A ridge made of hacksaw? Dragged concrete? Ah, Dragged to concrete? He didn't direct that. Oh. He was in it? He was in it. That's why I I like it. Anyway. um, Anyway, so what did we watch this week? Who wants to go first, Zach? He's on a plane. Oh, that's right. Okay, well then... It says he landed... So oh, we, just, could, we could just wait. Let's just wait for... No, let's no, 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 no. Let him come back from a plane. Yeah. <laughs> let, him, come, let him land yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. let him rub his toes on the carpet. Um, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Die hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, go, for it. go for me. I've mentioned this on the show before, but I haven't... It's been a while since I've... Um, it's been a while. Since I've mentioned it. Um, so, I'll just re-explain it, so... You guys have heard of Uncharted, right? Like, that game series, Mm -hmm. Uncharted? Yeah. Um, So, and then you've also heard of The Last of Us, right? So, you've you've seen The Last of Us. Not the show, but the game. You've seen them walk through the game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, of the first game, yeah. So, okay. So, so Nolan North plays uh, Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Um, Probably... um, Probably, these, okay, so Nolan North and Troy Baker. Uh, Troy Baker voiced Joel. He did the performance for Joel. And then Nolan North did the performance for Nathan Drake. Uh, also, fun fact, uh, I've been meaning to go down this rabbit hole because I'm so curious because my mom watches General Hospital. Nolan North starred on a daytime drama called Port Charles. I've heard of it, yeah. I gotta go back and watch it. It looks so stupid. for it's like it. Even for daytime soap opera. Okay, so while soap operas are... Are very stupid and they aren't meant to end. They're much, they're just yeah. meant to be melodrama at its highest run at its extreme like, right. speed. As an actor, that work is incredibly hard to do mm. because you have to memorize a certain amount of lines. You have to do it every day. You have to keep the same momentum. And there's no end. Oh, that would suck. As an actor, that is you get. If you were handed a story that you know just will not end, it just keeps going. Well, a lot of actors like that kind of work at the end of the day when they're older because yeah. then they can stay and go home every day. A certain amount of hours go See, home. See, I just want a soap opera day. where they just yes and all the time. That's uh, how they keep it going. <laughs> in some cases, that's what they are. Anyway. But like, poor Charles was, I don't know much about it, but I, do, I have seen like a, bits and pieces of it. Anyway, um, so they, after Uncharted 4, because uh, Troy Baker had played uh, Nathan Drake's brother in that game... They actually had like a really good chemistry. They actually became really good friends, and they decided, dude. So Troy says, "Okay, Nolan, you haven't really played a lot of video games, so I have this idea for a YouTube channel where we go through all of like gaming history, and like, we, and then we have you play it mostly, and we'll do we'll mostly play it now. But it's like it's called Retro Replay. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yes, uh, I've brought it. Up, I've brought it up on the show before. Um, there's a reason that I took a break from it. So, these guys, it's just, like, it's them, it's literally two friends in a basement playing video games. 
like old video games and such like that. And they have like a, such a great like chemistry together. They voice act a ton. That's why I think Peter, you would like it because they just like improv voices and all that. Well, that's why I like Game Grumps for this, all those reasons. Yeah, they're they're just like, and they also. And also another great aspect of it is that they're really good storytellers. Mm. Um, like they really just like they their camaraderie and how they talk about their lives and just like how they've. I remember that there was a story that Nolan told about like. <laughs> about how like somebody at a daycare called his uh, his his, uh, his baby son at the time like fat. <laughs> God, <laughs> I gotta show you this during the break. Why? So. He, so they, they call, so like, okay, so a woman walks up to him and is like, you gotta take that baby out formula because he's fat. And so, first off, the baby, like his baby, his 18-year-old son now was breastfed. Um, and so basically it's just, like, like, she was insistent that he wasn't telling the truth. Like, basically said, well, you're lying. And so it's like, well, the baby's breastfed, he's as big as he needs to be, and uh, you're a cunt. <laughs> and so he leaves, he storms out. She's like, Fair. And uh, <laughs> and so she he storms out with with the child and then leaves and then his wife calls him and is like what did you do you just got kicked out of the daycare and then he explains it to her and then literally I I cannot do his voice justice and like he just goes like he describes his wife saying something like they did what and so he gets home because he thought he was in trouble so he gets home and he's like and then like his wife Jelly's just like he's just like give me my baby and then. This loves on the baby like a ton, and then choose that daycare out on the phone. Great story. Damn. Um, but they're just like they have great stories. They just have fun playing games. I think my favorite one is when they played Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest is great. Yeah, that called back to Don Bluth. Absolutely. Um, it's just like them struggling through the game, them actually, like, telling stories about, like... Their, I mean, like easy game, yeah. yeah. a lot of time, a lot of talking. Their, uh, their arcade experiences, it's really fun. And then, like, yeah, it's just... They're really fun. It's, like, a really nice, easygoing channel. Nice. Um, and then Tragedy Struck. Not, like, someone died or anything like that. Some more of the, like... So, what happened was... They join... Rooster Teeth. Mm. That that's the point where everybody's just like, oh, that's where it started going downhill. Mm. Troy. Some Rooster Teeth stuff. Troy is very much a, I just want to do my own thing without any restrictions, and no one seems like the kind of guy who would play ball. Mm. Um. So, everybody's just like, I think that's where the friction started. With them. Because they started having friction at a certain point. Um, so then, right before, like, like right as lockdown started, when that content was, like, right where everybody needed it at the moment, mm-hmm. Troy leaves. Breaks everybody's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, he would later describe it as, like, exactly that. It's like they wanted us to do... Certain things I kind of just want. Um, he okay. He really. Uh, hang on, that's more just like what somebody else was conjuring. I'm sorry, I misconstrued his words. But um, he mostly described it as like he didn't really go into why, but he said that things between him and Nolan were not okay. 
it was a pretty bad breakup between them. But he was confident that it would somehow mend. So that led a lot of people saying like they just they broke up the band for the like the good the friendship. Kind of like that. So after that, their content was just from like just down the drain. Yep. They did away with the whole retro replay show. The channel is now called Couch Soup. Oh, that's a terrible name. It's a great band name, though. I'll write it down. Couch Soup. Like a puck band, sure, but like, yeah. that's a terrible because it's a running because the running joke is the producer Drew is like locked in a cage, like editing. You know, that's the inside joke. And then they would feed him soup, and then that became a cum joke eventually. Um, I mean, sure, if it's an inside joke, I get it. And, and then they would sit on a love it. couch. You know, you got a little bit of legs with that, but still, as like a name for something, yeah, Couch Soup is not as good as Retro Replay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just recently just because I've been meaning to go back and just be like, all right, I'm gonna pull the trigger on this and see if what happens. And I'm super nostalgic now because like I just love, I love their stories. So just like I remember there was a fishing, they played a fishing game and like, Dolan was talking about his dad and like how he was, like he would fish with his dad or whatever. Um, uh, but they didn't make a new channel. They just no. They didn't want to lose all those subscribers. No, just one guy left, and they rebranded. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, is doing great because the Uncharted movie sucked. I can vouch for that. Didn't do. I didn't do. I didn't think it did. It, I don't think it did well at the box office. No. But the Last of Us show, Troy's, like, uh, it's a huge hit. It's a hit. It's a huge hit. And he's hosting the uh, After Show podcast on HBO Max. He's doing great. Troy's doing great on his own. Um, so, the sequel was controversial, of course. I've, I've spoken about it. Yeah, but people are excited to see what's, what they do with it in the show. Yeah. Particularly so. after the third episode, people were like, if people are going to whine about that third episode... Guess what's gonna happen in the second season? Oh God! No. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, but like, yeah. That's so. That's sorry. That was my honorable mention. Fair. Uh, virtual replay. Look up the show. They've got playlists. Level one and level two. Those two playlists. Those are my jam. And also, they played through Uncharted one and two, and The Last of Us. I recommend those. Hmm. Now, main attraction. So I've been me. I've been circling this movie. Like, kind of like a vulture on a dead carcass, really. Just to, like, pick at it, see if it's worth eating. <laughs> so you know. it's not a good movie? Well, so I've been watching it on and off, kind of like through when my dad watches it on the, um... He watches, like, he watches it on the TV, on the recliner, you know, he watches movies. He really likes, uh... What's, he, really, he keeps watching Purge Anarchy. He just keeps watching it. What? The Purge Anarchy? He just keeps oh, watching the it. The second one. Purge Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him if he likes the movie Escape from New York at all, if he's ever heard of that. I'm sure he has, but I haven't seen him watch it a lot. Purge Anarchy has strong vibes of that, but it's also yeah. even stronger but, Mad Max vibes. It's a, the, basically a yeah. Mad Max movie. But that wasn't the movie that I was talking about. Um, but it's a good movie. I, so, I saw bits and pieces of the beginning and the middle, and I kind of just pieced it all together, and then I finally saw like the last... 30 to 45 minutes in the movie. Peppermint. Yeah. Um, mm. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Action movie. When they were trying to like... John Wick. 
But it, she. It's it's more like a female. Those were popular after Taken, but a real one that a really big one that boosted it was Angelina Jolie's Salt. Oh yeah. There's a few other when did, ones. I'm gonna sworn that movie came out like way after it should have. Like, if you're trying to capitalize on Taken, that was about the time when the third movie came out, and yikes. That was the point, that Taken was getting old, so let's get some women in there. So I've been meaning to... But also, it takes a long time for movies to um, copy other movies. I wanted to put it on the curiosity wheel, just to, like, see what would happen, um, see if it's... Because I hadn't seen it, and then I'm just like, okay, let me just see how this goes. I mean, I've seen about 30 minutes of it. Yeah, I take that back. It's... Not really How? Oh god! They had a perfect comparison on the drive here. Oh god! It's so funny because Garner was so good on Alias. Yeah. So good on Alias, like a great kick-ass spy show. She what was the happened? Best. It, well, no, she just did others. Did Jabra happen? Is what happened. No, she did other. Well. I, Alias, regardless of how that show ended, she played that character consistently the whole way through. Mm. There were other problems, too, like she was attracted to and dated the other co-star on it. The point is, she didn't do action for a long time. She uh, did a bunch yeah. of other stuff. And okay, then okay. now she's come back to this action movie, and it's interesting because she just doesn't have the same kind of charisma in playing that kind of a dark character. So. In my opinion. It reminded me a lot of the Born Identity. Without the amnesia or the... It's, you, it's like the Born Identity, but you kind of changed the story. But structurally, it reminded me a lot of the Born Identity. Fair. And... I didn't yeah, I was just like... Okay, like... It's really... Okay. It really... Tr- action-wise, it really tries to be John Wick. Like, I think it really tries that, but it also just like... She's not a trained killer. So we're going to make her a bit like John McClane. But we're going to mold her... like Kind of like um, Laura Croft in like the new uh, games. Whereas they're going to make her into that. Um, but she's still more like John McClane to me. I mean, she can't like do judo or <laughs> jiu-jitsu or whatever. Um, I mean, like, yeah. But no, that's not a criticism. It's more of just like it's more of just like an observation that they really, it really seemed like they really wanted to make John Wick and then realized that they got the character wrong. So then they're like, okay, maybe she's not as clean as John Wick. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I'm th- I was thinking of something earlier than Peppermint. I was thinking of a different movie, but now looking it up, I did see a half an hour of this, but this is more along the lines of like, like Kate and Milkshake. I gotta see Kate. Milkshake Candy Cane or whatever that one no Karen idea. Gilliam movie was, but I, like all of them look like they got the action down, but mm-hmm. no one necessarily think they got the story down the way right. John Wick did. So there were a lot of these female ones, but interesting that you bring up the born identity. Because, like, I don't know. And maybe it's just... For 2018, that's crazy. I don't know. It's just, like, that ending. I'm just going to say how the ending. Okay, so it ends with her in the hospital because, like, she kills the guy who killed her husband and daughter. Pretty much gunned him down. 
Damn. Um, and then the American um, judicial system failed her because it's corruption all the way down. Because... Anyway, um... Yeah, so she's in the... Okay, she gets stabbed while killing the bag. Oh, no, she gets shot killing the bag because she pretty much pulled a bullet in her brain in front of cops who had guns on her. Guns trained on her. So she gets shot and then she's... She gets recovered in the hospital. And then the the cop who's just... The cop who's been chasing her this entire time. Um... Also, if you need a char- if you need a generic character name, go with Riley North. That was a character's name. Um, wow, Dirk <laughs> Pitt, Riley North. I don't get it. Um, and so the cop who's who's been following her is just like, yeah, you killed a lot of bad people, and you exposed a lot of dirty cops. You know, some of the boys, they, uh, they'd give anything to do what you did. And then, in the least subtle thing I've ever seen, leans over her bed, take, literally, showing you this, close up on him taking her hand as she's cuffed to the bed, and then really holds that moment in as they're, like, looking at each other, like, what the and then they leave. No, no, no. Then, then he leaves to reveal that he gave her the key to the cops. Oh, okay, cool. I'm just like subtle. I don't know why that little thing bothered me, but then it just cuts to. That is the end of salt, actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, that is what happens at the end. Of salt. Um, <laughs> but I believe, like, I believe Chuyate Edgy Four does that. But like, it just reminded me of just like we got hooked to a character whose wife died of cancer. And then her dying gift, essentially, was a puppy. Right? And then Russian mob boss's son kills puppy, and he goes on a rampage. I find that more engaging now, because that thought just came to me. How I find that more like well done than just going with um what was that Arnie movie where his wife and daughter are killed and then he goes to I think it was an Arnie movie no not End of Days sorry um that's insane it had John Turturro in it um he goes to like South America collateral damage probably I, I do this for a living no wrong movie I think uh, it's collateral damage Okay, yeah. It kind of, like... It kind of just reminded me of that, just, like... Typical, like, 90s action movie... Like, plot. And I'm like... Why... I'm easily... Because like, like, I've said it before. I get easily attached. You know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much for me. But I'm just like... We still can't get rid of you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a house made of shit! What else do I gotta do?! That's back. what. That's why you've done that. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> why? I just looked at that. Why? Like watching, her struggle through this of just like this whole vengeful thing, and I'm just like, maybe it's because of the fact that I've just seen this before. 
so many times that you see it in 2018 and you're like, But, like, really, what more do you do? Like, you could just not... It's like Bruce Wayne's parents. You've seen it so many times. Yes, but you know what you haven't seen, really? Bruce spend time with his parents. That'd be one thing. Have Bruce spend a lot of time with his parents. And, and they did off. show some of that in Peppermint. There were scenes between them. But what... It kind of starts like Taken. But, but when you... Okay, but Taken makes it very clear that this guy's a father and he's taking the daughter and then right. it turns out that the dad can do some shit. I have a certain particular... No, here's the thing. That the audience learns with the bad guys. But the reason that movie is aiming for it, it's aiming for fathers. Taken is aiming for the parents out there that want to murder all the men that want to touch their daughters. That's a very specific story written for a specific audience. Think about how John Wick and how it works. It isn't just that his wife... Like, a simpler movie would have been like... The guy leaves the business, he has a wife, they're happy, they murder his wife, he goes on the rampage. Sounds no. like a Stallone movie. Take Kidding. take everything that he's done, everything that he's worked for, every evil deed he did to earn the happiness he has and then have God rip that from his hands. And he still doesn't know what to do. He's not triggered, he's not ready to leave yet, he's just status quo. Until his wife brings him happiness again, he's happy again. And who rips that apart from him? That's what triggers it. Like, it's an it's a steady decline of understanding the depth of how this guy thinks, how he works, what he lost, and the control he had. Right. He can't control God with cancer, but he can control a little Russian twerp who kills his fucking dog because he didn't kill his wife. He killed the thing that his wife gave him the next step, the last bit of happiness he was ever going to have that was going to take him into being a human being and that's gone now. It's gone. They spent a half an hour making you care about this guy. Truly caring about this guy. And then when they strip it away from him and then what's the next element of John Wick? All the world building after. Right. So it is taken. Like You don't know what the guy... They're actually crafting a world too. There are other elements to John Wick that work at Peppermint and other things have not nailed that say something like the Atomic Blonde is probably the best one since. Yeah. No, here's the thing about Taken, though. They made, like, they made Liam Neeson kind of like a, like, I know it's like that movie was made for, like, dads, but they really did the work to, like, make him, like, a likable dad. Yeah. Like, he's just trying to do what what's best for him, and then he's just being usurped by this rich guy who, um... Played uh, Jack Bauer's boss in 24. Well, not um, only do you show the audience that he is skilled when he saves the pop star, but that he's just a good guy and willing yeah. to protect people in general, not that aren't just his daughter. Right. So. And that he's good with young women. Right. Like he's a good person. That's the none of that in Peppermint. Yeah, we. She cares about her family, of course, but that's just surface level. Mm -hmm. You don't really. There's nothing really interesting except maybe the husband deals in some dirty shit maybe it's a, yeah it seems like a lot of bare bones setup 
Yeah. Help! Peter, look at you. Dude, I don't know. I wouldn't watch it. (laughs) Something like John Wick coming out on on an extremely emotional character-based setup um, to create something like that is what's interesting. It has a lot of layers to it. It's not just... He lost your family. It's he lost his wife on these circumstances. He lost this dog on this circumstance. What did the dog mean? What did the wife mean? What was his job? As as we are feeling all these things, they're also opening up to us with each scene. Who right. he is and like there's so many other elements right. that are happening with the singular goal of one image and I've like visual experience. And it was carved by a guy who's been sitting in the background watching directors do these things over and over and over again. So there's a lot of merit to why John Wick is such a visually interesting way of expressing a character who's just about to go off the deep end. So when you're watching these movies later, like Peppermint and and Milkshake and Kate, I want them to look at movies like Falling Down with Michael Douglas, which is just a movie about a guy who's slowly going crazy. And slowly b- boiling it up against society to the point that he will do anything to anyone for any reason because he has stopped giving. He's jokering. He's basically jokering. So, like, those kind of characters are what you're looking at. John Wick is a guy who we learn did every evil deed he ever could have done, sold his soul basically to get his soul back. And God was like, no, you don't get to keep that. You don't get to keep that. You did the best you could, and now you have to live your life. And he did not decide to go back to be a hitman. He decided to just try to be a good dad to this dog. Try to be a human being again, because that's what his wife asked. Like, I'm sitting here still talking about the first half an hour of this movie. Yeah. And not about him shooting a bunch of people in the head and how great the nightclub scene is. Right. They do the work. They do a lot of work. Yeah. And also, Peppermint felt very tonally inconsistent. Because, like... Interesting. The music just—it it felt it felt too. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Synthy? No, very. Um, you know when? Um, you know when? In the first John Wick, where like Willem Dafoe hops in by sniping the guys in the windows. You remember that song that plays in that scene? Yeah. It's that. Pretty much the entire movie. Yeah. Just, just one note? Pretty much. Oh, you want variety. Yeah. So... Because that song's not like the song when he's killing the people in the underground pool. Yeah. So, it just felt like... And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm just like... Also, I'm like... Oh. It was. It honestly did remind me of like the Purge Anarchy. It was kind of shot like that. Mm. And even that movie kind of knew what it was. Like, it's very grimy and, like, very... A lot a lot of nighttime imagery. Um, lots of streets and such. Uh, very urban. Mm. And I think... It's just... It, I don't know. I think... I was watching it the whole time. I'm just like, I can make this so much more interesting. <laughs> I can make this look so much more interesting. This is just one note and boring. Yeah. And that's what made it boring. Yeah. I'm just, I was thinking, I was just like, you have something here. Really, you do. It's kind of like Atomic Blonde in that way. But, like, Atomic Blonde had a style to it. But, like, this movie just doesn't have that suave, that, like, that. It doesn't really have any swagger to it. It just takes, 
It just takes like Bond has swagger. Yeah. It just takes like this serious, simple pre- this serious premise, and then pretty much does nothing with it except the one joke that I remember was when, um, like a friend of hers almost reported her to the police, and then she basically just ties her down in her house, and then she's walking out, and just like, yeah, I'm gonna burn. Yeah, you're like. Enjoy your last few last few moments alive, and I'm gonna burn the house down. And then she starts freaking out. She's like, "Relax, Angie. I'm just kidding." And she's walking out the door. <laughs> I was just like, "Okay, that was pretty good. I thought I thought that was pretty good." Okay. Um. Besides that, there's not a lot of humor, and it's not really from Jennifer Garner's perspective, like her character's perspective. It never really comes from her a lot. From the guy chasing her. She may have like a funny one-liner for when she's like got somebody like. Yeah. With a gun to the head or something like that. But, like, it's usually just the cops following her. Mm. So, in that respect, there's, like, a lot of kind of, like, spinning plates. Whereas you have the, like, you have the scenes with the bad guy. And then you have the scenes with the cops. And then you have the scenes with Jennifer Garner's character, the main character. Like, if it was me, this is director brain me. Mm-hmm. Stay, stay from her perspective... You know, like keep it from her perspective. You got to see it through her eyes, and once yeah. you do, then you can, then everything kind of, then you can start maybe cutting away. But like me, like I was just like, why do you do that? Like I'm not, I'm not getting a lot of connection here, other than the bad guys got bought out, and I'm just, I don't know, it's just something about, also something about, like city level gangs. Getting getting away scot free in the judicial judicial system just doesn't get there with me. Like stakes wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they got away with it. That's why she's pissed and running around shooting them shooting them all like the Punisher. Female Punisher. For death wish. That's what it was it's unlocking in my brain. Female Punisher. I mean, death she's not a female John Wick. She's a female Punisher, without the military background. Mm-hmm. You gotta get death wish on the series wheel. Yeah. Um. But anyway. I was just like, it felt like it. I was very lacking from Riley North. Um, ah. <laughs> I was just like, Riley North, can you do better? Yeah. Like, it's a name that sounds like you're trying to come up with a character name. <laughs> it's a placeholder. Yeah. Um, it's like a video game name. Yeah. If it was a video game, I'd be all in. Honestly, I I would be I would be down with it's it. It's the name of a character in a Bob Dylan song. Thanks. And I went to see Riley North on a farm in Minnesota. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Going back to Richard Replay real quick, I think you like Troy Baker. He's very much a music guy. Like he's oh, nice. he's really he's like he's a very much a music guy. Interesting. Um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, Peppermint didn't work out. Didn't. Why did you take it so damn seriously? Oh, okay. Like. I would have wished it was as hokey as, like, Thomas Jane's Punisher. I would have wished for that. That's a hokey movie, and Warzone is even more hokey than that. At least it would have been, at least I would have been enjoying myself, you know? Right. That's why I like the Death Wish series in terms of this idea, because Death Wish is a guy who loses his <laughs> wife and daughter in the worst situation ever, and then he goes on a murderous rampage shooting people, and then as the movies go on, there's five of them, it gets to the point where he's, like, shooting people with a gun in the streets in the dog in an alley to, like, using a bazooka in the middle of the street. Just like I'm fucking murdering yeah. everyone, oh and everyone's God. involved, and like there's tanks and stuff, and like Molotov cocktails, and it's just like, 
what? Right. <laughs> the movies are great to watch because they're awful, but at the same time, you're like, you lost any semblance of vigilante realism you were going for. Yeah. So, like, there's way there's spectrums you can do it, but this so, doing it too much is bad, yeah. Last note, then I relinquish the floor. <laughs> it's movies like Peppermint mm-hmm. that make me glad that Violent Night came out. Mm. Like, the premise of Violent Night is fun. But the one thing about Peppermint that I like over Violent Night is that when it gets gory and when it gets, like, bloody, Peppermint makes more of an effort to show it, but there's not much there either, but Silent... Or, uh, sorry, Violent Night, Jesus. Uh, literally. Silent Night is a horror movie about Achilles Santa, so, yeah. Um, Violent Night... Like, has, like, a very intense, like, fight scene with a bunch of gore. Except it's just dark blue the entire time. Lots of shadows. Don't really show it. What? Sucks. I was just like, I went, like, I was ready. He picks up that sledgehammer in the barn, and I'm just like, oh, hell yeah, man. You turn on the lights, and you do this. He doesn't turn on the lights. I'm just like, I'm watching you do this, but I'm not seeing the result. Like, See, Northman did that really well. Northman was great at that. For for yeah. a location that had no neon lights and shit. Or light in general. Yeah, that, that movie knew exactly what to do with color and lighting to the point that two men are fighting nakedly on top of a volcano and you're like, fuck yes. Right. But if I want to see yes. But if I want to see Northman Santa rules. If I want to see Santa Claus, David Harbour's Santa Claus, like murder a bunch of spec op soldiers, you gotta show me that. Well, here's the thing. They are getting a sequel. Maybe they will get the money to do something. It's gonna take place at an airport. It, it would make sense. <laughs> For which movie? It's Violent, Violent Night. Night's getting a sequel. Oh, wow. I'm, not, I'm down with it. They're cheap. They don't take a lot to make. I'm down with it. Wow. I'm down um, with it. I relinquished the floor. Peppermint. Peppermint. Didn't work out. Should have killed somebody with a candy cane. Well, I'm glad you took a chance uh, with this movie over and over again as you watched it in pieces. But Yeah, I did. But. You know, uh, maybe Kate or the princess or... The princess! There's Thank some you. other great w- women fighting ones that need better chances, I think, than Peppermint, honestly. God. I would say Kate. Kate's the one that's big on this because Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Because, like, <laughs> and the thing is, like, Jennifer Garner, obviously, she wanted to do more with it. Like, she I, tried her yeah, best. Yeah, it seems like she put a lot of work into it, but yeah. at the same time... Because it's her return to action. Shh, that's the thing. Yeah. She had, and it was TV action. This was going to be step up into film action. So yeah. she was trying, and, like, there was something, like... I think a good example of this where they took the idea too seriously, it isn't hokey, but they make you care about it, was Nicole Kidman's Destroyer. That was a great one. Where she was getting reva- way more grounded in terms of like what things were, and I liked it a lot. Uh, but I really want to see Kate. I'll get to Kate one day. I really agree. And Princess. Uh, Peter, you want to do me? You can go. Okay. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch a whole lot. I actually watched Ravenous twice. Um, huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to watch it again. Just really, really let it soak in. I really like it, man. And, uh, oh, yeah, so I actually was really close to finishing um, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Like, I was yeah. literally minutes Last away. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So then I actually finished it. Okay. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes, this makes a lot of sense that this would be the ending. So I was like, wow, they're really building up to a lot of stuff here. It seems like it. And then, um, yeah, and then it's 
Which is technically, it's the first season. Uh-huh. I kept calling it the second season, but the first season... It's the first season of the TV show, but there are elements of that, of those first six two-minute music videos, which is what they are, that become right. elements of the story right. later. Like, you need to know who they, the dad it's is. It's, like, fleshed out stuff. and everything. Um, I mean, it's canon stuff, but... Yeah, I've, I've gone back just a couple episodes, a couple moments of certain episodes, which are just... They're just so good. I mean, yes, they're funny... But it's just the the creativity behind the show is fucking immaculate. Oh my god! It's a, so a, a great example of going back myself after the last episode of us talking about it was the second episode and when the coffin is made. Mm-hmm. When like the well, I'm dead. The duck the duck coughs that he realizes he's dead. He reads it in a newspaper, coughs at his heart. The heart then bleeds onto the wooden floor. The floor then just sort of molds into this kind of claymation, disgusting form of a coffin and then a puppet coffin shows up and I'm like that was an excellent was five seconds like of cinema crazy. I loved it isn't that how Poppy was made um probably probably less bloody but okay. we would be real bad I mean just replace the, bl- the blood with uh, real butter there you go um, steam and like fog it's just like just one little moment one little moment in that show they take it Probably what looked like maybe three days to figure out how to do. Probably more. I mean, yeah, just to figure out how to do it, and then to do the stop motion, to blend the stop motion with the live action, then to make the puppets, and then to like literally make a floor oh that has a heart beating on it, just for the one that one shot, and then for the floor to open up, and then turn into a stop motion. Yeah. <sighs> all all of this, and they I, I, like how big is this crew? I have so many questions from yeah. behind the scenes, and it's just... So this is it, yeah. It's very inspiring. Like, really inspiring. And on top of that, the story is even better, because on surface level, you can get the metaphors that they're going that they're going with. But there's there's so much. There's, dig into, yeah. there's so much that if, if someone who isn't into movies like we are, mm-hmm. who doesn't, like pick this shit apart just instinctively. It was just like, yeah, yeah, I, I like watching movies. Let's go to the movies. This is me. And they just watched the show. Like, there's so much that you just wouldn't even notice. There's so much I didn't even notice. There were a few things like, okay, they're like, they're showing symbols a lot. And, um... Oh, God, the symbols. God, if you, just, if you just watch the show on half speed, you, you realize that you've missed, like, 60%, 70% of what's actually been on screen. Because it's just... Like a, a pan, um, you could miss like a face or like a so crack you blink and you miss it. Kind yeah, of. seriously, you half blink and you miss it. You look away for a second because you like saw something and you miss it. Bro, you could be looking at it and miss it. <laughs> no, dude, dude, that's how I felt when I was watching the last uh, Evangelion movie. I was like, I didn't want to miss anything. No, yes, exactly. It's that. It that's is that packed crazy. With detail. It's yeah. like an Edgar Wright movie. You're like, it, it just takes forever. To go through all the little bits and bobs, but the symbols threw me off. I was like, "Oh, there's symbols in here. Like, there's symbols on the book at the end, sure. But when you pause it and the guy goes through it on the YouTube thing, you're just like, there's a symbol there and one there and yeah. one there and one there, one there, one there, one there, one there.' And then he lines them all together and picks the pieces apart. And you're like, "Fuck!" Like it's its own language. I have an idea. It's like an Egyptian alphabet. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's insane. I have, I have what? an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. So, um, there you go. Um, <coughs> So, I remember Dan Olsen when uh, Batman v Superman came out. He just kept like, he was obsessed with how bad that movie, that that how that movie oh. was just so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he watched the movie back at quarter speed, 
Yeah. Because the, the, the two and a half hour movie at quarter speed. The way that movie is edited and the way that things are put together, it's like it, it's like a sweater with like eighteen sleeves and no head. You're just was like, it pink? Uh, sure, pink okay. sweater it was and red and blue and green. <laughs> And it's just all, it's just a hodgepodge. You come in, you turn into Doctor Strange and Infinity War. His arms out, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just saying, that's an idea. There's some, there is merit to rewatching this thing. There's merit to watching, there's merit to just pausing this thing. Whenever you're not on a close-up of a character, like, and it pulls out for an exterior, just like, pause it, and you're catching things that you never thought were there. Yeah, um, it's, it's so good. Uh... What do you um, what do you think is up with the woman? The woman. Oh, um, God, it's gonna be so out of context. How do you even? I mean, if just the... watch the show and then get back to what I'm gonna say, okay? Sure. Dude, like, there's an explanation for the show picking it apart, and it's an entire like series of video playlists of videos sure, on YouTube. There, there's there, no there's, way I can well, summarize. Well, there's theories it. about like who she is in the context of what the show represents, but I'm wondering who she is in the context of the stairs that go upstairs. So it seems when um, the father, if the father is a sponsor in the first season, that's what he represents. Like right. I'm the sponsor. I'm. You need to do what I want now because I funnel in the money. What does the mom-ish character represent? And if and and the people that are involved with making the show and the creators, if they're the ones that are higher up, like what is she? Is she another character? Yeah, like is this is this a She Hulk situation where we're gonna yeah. see Kevin, or is it is it gonna just? I, it's not gonna be anything that we assume. There's no fucking way that someone could actually predict this. It's it's so. They obviously know what's gonna happen, and I had no idea that any of this shit was gonna even unfold the way it did. So. She she is sewn up a little bit, not in like a gruesome way. It's she's it's like cool. she's like half cartoon, half real person. Half yarn. It's yarn. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. it's yarn. They sewed her up with yarn. Yeah, so, so she's she's, half she's, she's so colorful. She she's in like a fun way. She's sewn up. Like it's 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 not gruesome, and the she's show is and the show is gruesome. So it she's the first like real fleshy, human-like character that we've seen. Every, out of yarn. Everybody, no, 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 she's sewn with yarn. But oh! She is a person. She's oh. a real, she's a real stitches are yarn. person. She's got, like, a colorful outfit on. But It's gotta be itchy. We see, we see the characters, like, being puppeteered oh. occasionally by the yellow guy when he, when he becomes a little more sentient. Um, but we don't actually see them as people. They're either in costume or they're something. But, if you freeze-frame stuff... Um, you do see the actors like getting into the costumes and that whatnot, one scene, yeah. right? So <laughs> she is more a part of the world than the people who are like orchestrating these characters. I think mm-hmm. she's like l- literally incorporated physically and metaphorically into the world. She's she's yeah. a couple um, levels above where the show takes place. It's all in a house, basically. She seems to be the person who resets things. Right. So it's it's like, you know, you have your general manager, mm-hmm. you have your assistant manager, then you have your supervisors, and then you have your floor staff. Yeah, but in terms of a TV show, what is she, like, the director? I don't even think she's the director. I think she is the person who's... Um, 
almost like a producer or something. Mm. And I, I don't I don't know all the the Hollywood mumbo jumbo lingo and terms and everything, but she's she seems like the person that's like helping um, Christopher Nolan, you know, make sure that they have all of the timelines right, that they have all of the actors in the right places, like the everything person. Mm. Like nothing goes past her. She's just, but she's not like directing it. She's still assisting someone else. That's why that there's probably a door upstairs. Well, what else would the door lead to? And she, even even in the house, there's something beyond the room that she's in. And she wasn't even in the um, little dollhouse that she was making. It was still unfinished. But it seems like the story kind of revolves around her in some capacity. Well, she's, yeah, she very intensely says, you're not my son. You're not my son! Right. But, but it, it looks like her Are, son got ran over by a car. Right. We've we've had like subtle fourth wall breaks where it's like like blips in the show where you have to pause it at fucking half speed in order to see it. And you see the people getting into the costumes and you realize that the characters, they are their own entity, mm-hmm. but they know that they're being controlled in some way. They know that there is something beyond them that they can't see. At least, well, red guy has an inkling, green guy doesn't seem to give a shit no matter what happens, and yellow <clears throat> guy normally doesn't care. It usually needs things to get night- nightmarish for him to be like, okay, this is fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's not how it's supposed well, to go. Once he gets those no. batteries and he knows everything, um, and he's, you know, basically woken up, but... right. Before then, he doesn't really ever have the intention to chase things or fix things unless, you know, he's the last one getting fucked with. Mm-hmm. But it's... The show seems like a huge fucking fever dream, but like a hellish fever dream, where it, it infinitely loops. It doesn't matter what you do, you'll always go back to where you started. But... um and they know that that's the case. Right. They understand, like, we're, every day they're waiting for the next day to come out and sing a fucking song, so... But some of, <laughs> some of them don't remember things. Like, from, pre- from previous episodes, they're like, do you remember that guy? No, I don't remember that guy. When we, we literally physically watch them interact with that character. So they, they do certain things that are on brand with... And they're consistent throughout the entire season. But then they do small things, like not remembering something. Mm-hmm. Or something that goes against their morals that we've seen grow in the show they do something against that and you're like what why would you do that That's, yeah. and it, they're they're subtly different it's either like it's a parallel universe or it's it's something else the closest that let's not even mention the whole underneath oh black lodge space they go to in the last episode where all the for, like season it's, one cl- like me- mentors are it's so fucking wild Ugh. there's no way i'm going to be able to even figure out what all of it means. It, I'm just, we're just going to have to wait patiently. Yeah, it'll probably be a bit. Yeah, you'll have to wait patiently for a YouTuber to just all... Well, no, a lot, there's a lot of people that have already broken this down intensely in a lot of ways, but they left a lot of ambiguity for... All they basically did was like, if they didn't show that there was a higher person above her... A higher power. We probably would be sitting here with a theory and an idea and a concept about what the whole season was, but, like, they do everything and at the very last second they're like, and there's another floor, and you're like, fuck! What does it all mean? Like, ah! Like, does that one little pan... You got, you got to, like, the 90% really top of the pyramid, and then you didn't reach the top, and you're like, 
Fucking God. Um, yeah. This probably, thing's... probably missing like 95% of everything. There's a whole nother element to it. And I'm excited because I don't think they're ever going to break it. And that wasn't even the intent of the first seasons, first six things. They didn't really feel like they fixed. It feels like they just got maybe one step forward and were prepared to make five steps back again. And it's kind of what the first season is. It's like, in one episode, he makes 20 fucking steps forward and he makes 50 steps back by the end. And you're like, fuck! God damn it! What did it all mean? But he, uh, he seems to understand, Yellow Guy seems to understand what the book means. He never read it. And, but that's the thing. She, when, when the woman is talking to him, um, she phrase, I forget her exact quote, but she's, she's phrasing it like, and here, you know, here's the book and she's phrasing it like she's seen him before. Like he's been up there before. I mean, there's pictures of it. And that, that makes me think that, you know, all of these characters, they're, they're either forgetting or they are completely new people. Because when she pulled that drawer out, she just had replacements of all these little doll versions of the characters. And we even saw that happen with, with the duck. He, with he, Goop. He's not even him. No. But then he, eventually he just believes. Yeah, he just believes that he's him. Stain. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so wild. It's so wild. And the fact that they kind of know how they all die is really interesting so there's it's either some form of afterlife and they all actually they were people but now they're just like a caricature of themselves in a way forced to live out their lives on repeat until they get every minute detail of their life right and then they move on or something well maybe it's like the guy from avatar right he's a person he has all these like plans, he's gonna kill Jake Sully, and then he dies. And then he comes back as a different version with these memories, and he's like, but I'm not that dude. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like these are real people that were very important to the lives of someone. Mm -hmm. And then they died. And then whatever energy they had was pushed into this creative project, because the person creating it could not let them go. And that's what they are sensing and remembering. That, that their past lives are this thing that they've never experienced. What they experience is a loop of a TV show of horrific events meant to teach them to not perform the same mistakes that led them to their problems in their real life. Which is a total possibility. Yeah. But I it feel like It very well could case. be that. It very well could be that. Because she looks at him so clearly and she's like, you're not my son. Right. But she's a part of the creating of this show. So if she lost her son... And she puts this creation that has sentience because it is a thing, but puts it through these horrible acts so that people learn not to do these things. Right. And then this person, but this thing still has to go through it. And it's dumb, but it could be smarter. This thing could be smarter if you made it smarter, but you don't. You make it dumb so that it does stupid, funny, silly shit for its audience. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't crazy go out ways to look at. I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really getting like... No, it really reminds me of, like, Fever Pitch, Five Nights at Freddy's, but, like, the difference is, like, this seems, like, very well thought out, and... The whole thing is a fever dream. Yeah. It gets very hard. Then Five Nights at Freddy's just, it's just, like, 
I'm gonna end it here. Okay, no, I'm not. Now I'm gonna end it here. Well, no, I'm, no, I'm not. So the thing about Five Nights at Freddy's is that it is a lot like a soap opera or a melodrama where its world building characters are so important to the lore of all the right. horror. Like you connect Can't with the horror that. and those creatures because <laughs> of all the human incidents that have occurred to make them happen. But what it doesn't have is an artsy fartsy David Lynchy film style bent. Right, it has all the mystery but none of the flair. Uh, artsy flair, I would say. The yeah. thing about Don't Hunt Me, I'm Scared is that it, it is not holding your hand on a visual language level. It's very end of Evangelion in a lot of ways. So You have to have a love for this stuff in order to have, fully, yeah. fully appreciate it. Not, I'm not saying you don't appreciate it if you don't aren't into this shit that But you gotta like be willing to sit there and be like, well, what did that mean? And then be okay with not having an answer. Yeah. Uh, and but, uh, but small sidestep for break news, Matthew Lillard, who's also in Twin Peaks The Return, which got him a boost back. Scoop! Oh, no, he's shaggy. Sorry. He, it got him a boost back into serious acting again. He did like very, very little thing in Twin Peaks The Return, and now he has signed on for a three-picture deal for Five Nights at Freddy's films. That's right! He was casted! Shaggy. Shaggy's going to be, because of him crying in that prison cell. He's probably gonna be William. Rapp. He was on a TV show after called Good oh Girls that I God. really, really, really loved, and he played really realistic stuff in it. But there's a, there's this small stint he can... has in Twin Peaks: The Return, and ever since then, people are like, "You can act, buddy." So he's his now jaw going is to be, like I think he's going shattered, to be, and he's drooling blood all over the floor, and he's just going. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be the main evil baddie. Dude. Yep, William Afton. Yeah, so he's going to probably be around for more than three, I would think. But oh, the, seems, the serial killer He's going to be the jigsaw of the Purple series. Purple guy. Yeah. And there's three movies? Signed up for, uh, planned. Planned, okay. To start. I believe they started shooting, the first one. Oh, yeah. They finally but, but got, they finally got into photography. The thing that, yeah, the thing that is That's about, actually exciting. That's really yeah, exciting. The thing I love we'll about see. Don't Hug Me is it's got that artsy bent. To it for sure. Five Nights just leans into the horror. It's five really be way more saw. I'm way really more. curious as to how what their idea of a movie version of that looks like. How, how do you tell that? Scared? No, Five, oh, five Nights. Sorry, I've, I've, I've no, no, that's fine. Uh, five. Well, in my opinion, Saw. Saw's probably going to be the strongest influence because what people don't realize is that there's eight saws, nine saws for a reason. Sure, but then you have to eight. show the animatronics moving. Of course, you don't think we live in a world that they're not going to do How do you that? make that look good? CGR. Now, I they, would shoot myself. Now, are they going to, in my opinion, they should build practicals, yes, but that's not, we don't live in a world of practicals very much anymore, so will it happen? I don't know. Would it be a smart move too? Yeah, because that's what makes them creepy in the first place. They're giant animatronic robots with giant eyes and claws from mouths, like, yeah, make those things for real. Sure. We literally watched, like, they may have not been good the turtles. after all, but we watched the turtles. Like, yeah. that shit is possible, and that was in the 80s. And those yeah. are the best things about those movies is the fact that you're seeing actual fucking turtles. Five, six people making these things work. Who's, no matter how stupid they were. Um, You know, in a perfect world, it'd be amazing if they had the Jim Henson company. Yeah. Like, the to, Jim to Henson studio. Horror, like, yeah, to, like, t- oh, my God, it'd be amazing. Um, I, or... There are some... Oh God, what did we see recently? The most recent monster that I saw that was digital that I really loved was The Tomorrow War. I thought that was yeah, a great one. Yeah, I remember one. you talking about that one. I think Edge of Tomorrow is a great one, too. But practically, the last time I saw a really good monster practically that wasn't Guillermo del Toro was Attack the Block, where they just had people dressed up in pitch, pitch black, 
furry dog costumes, and then they would run at people, but in their mouths were these giant green, neon green teeth that would drip green saliva. You wow, that's amazing. Eyes. You couldn't see anything. It was just these things like... This is live action? Yeah, Attack the Block. You've never seen that? What the fuck? Look up a trailer for Attack the Block while we're doing this shit and see those what monsters. The fuck? It's what the fuck? It's what made John Boyega a star. Um, well, no, it's what broke him out. Star Wars made him a star. Anyway, um... Five Nights at Freddy's, if it does it right, Chris, has to look at the Saw series. Because the first four, three to four movies of Saw are really solid world building, really trippy mysteries, and really interesting uh, lore built around the master serial killer himself. So um, that sort of stuff, I think, is probably the best way that they can compare this. Nick Wright? Oh, Nick Frost. Nick so Frost, sorry. I'm showing them the Attack the Block trailer right now. This is the thing that made John Boyega a star. They're going to make a sequel, actually. Um, My dad was watching uh, Breaking. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the John Cusack oh movie? Oh, I've seen, I've seen images of this. I didn't know it was a movie. Oh, dude. It's I thought it was just... This movie's great. It's about a bunch of mo- it's about a bunch of like little high school gang, gang bangers. They rob a nurse, and then an alien comes down... And more come down, and then the, they, with the nurse band together, to kind of stop the aliens. And it's really, really good. John Boyega is a fucking star. They are shooting a sequel this year, and Boyega and wow. Cornish and everyone is coming back. So nice. I love it. But like Whoa. that's that's my thing. The monsters themselves are just a man in a suit with green dripping teeth. Like that's all you need to make this thing creepy. Dripping green. Green shit. shit. Um, but that was a pale gray. So that's um, been in there for a while. So in my opinion, <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's oh, should have animatronics that are real. Um, I don't care how bad they move or anything. That would be part of the fun. I think it's smart to have them be real, but also it's okay to have like a computer-generated image. It's okay to have that. And if you marry those both. two yeah, things together... Both. You get yeah. a Jurassic Park. Yeah, like it's... If you, if you know how to marry them well, it's... It is Blumhouse. Blumhouse is producing it. Okay. So. There's hope. Yep. They don't spend a lot of money, but they would spend money on this, I would think. They've been trying to get this off the ground for I mean, five years now? Like I, know, I know that um, the closest thing I can think of for him would be Chappie. And say what you will Chappie! about that fucking monster of a movie. But the CGI work that they did You've disappointed it. him. Look at him. No, I mean the, the technical <laughs> aspects that... <laughs> I just shiver going to... I spine that one and you're going to recommend it tonight and I was going to like have to beat you to death. <laughs> um, I think if they just like somehow edited around DeAntward just like the entire time... Be a great 45... No, that'd be an okay 45 minute movie. I'd watch it. Totally. I would not watch that again. Sentient Life, you know? Artificial intelligence. I like that actor who plays Chappie for yeah, sure. He's amazing. I don't. I don't think he's been in anything recently that's worked out for him. That sucks. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, like they, you can totally do it and make things look real. Um, with just basically like a stand-in, you have some reference images, or um, it's totally possible. And he was a giant fucking robot. Like, it's, it's possible to do it. It depends on if they have the budget and if they have the time. Yeah, if they don't rush, if they don't rush all, all of this shit. Because they could marvel it and have all the money in the world, but also rush uh, a studio of, like, 18 people. But, you know, Chris is right. They have a plan. 
and that may work out well. Right, they actually have a plan, whereas, like, Scott Cawthon has admitted, like, he wanted to stop at three, but, like, he's just like, I, there are some things about the third game that I don't really, that I'm not really satisfied he with. He couldn't leave it. Yeah, he couldn't leave it. And so then he makes a fourth game, he's like, okay, no, there's still something I gotta do here. Um... So then he goes to five, and then six, and then seven, and then seven. Then I think he stopped at seven, and then I was like, "Okay, we're quite satisfied with this." Mm-hmm. And then security breach came around, and then they kind of just like drudged all that shit up, and I was like, "No, god damn it!" Yeah, I, no one left breach. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm talking about. Look at that. We got a freeze frame of that mouth. So she's. It's just a hand and a mouth. It's the Muppet. It's just a hand in the back. Anyway, uh, yeah. back to... Don't, I'm, I'm sorry about the tangent. Back to puppets. Yeah. Um, puppets? It, it has puppets, which is just like a huge nostalgic part of my life. Yeah. And if you do them well, I'm going to absolutely love it, whatever yeah. you're creating. They have fantastic comedy. They have all the metaphors and analogies in the goddamn universe. Great music. Fantastic music. Fantastic character work. Mm-hmm. And a story. Like, it has it all, man. It's my favorite show last year. It has it all. I have I have no... I, I have no... Um, all in two-minute increments? The first season is the second season that... Well, I'm talking about... Or the that six I episodes watched. that he watched. Uh-huh. All of them are half an hour long. They've yeah. extended They're the like two minutes to minute. half an hour. 23 um, minutes, you know, on cable, it'd be a half an hour. I see. And they're great. Everything's fleshed out. Like, I, I have nothing bad to say. Altogether, there's not a lot of flesh on it. Well, yeah. altogether, I would say it's about two and a half hours long. 2.20, I believe. Okay, so, that's an afternoon for me. <laughs> Dude, you can totally do it. I like, I space I it out I wake up, throughout work the week. for two and a half hours, and then go to bed. You would watch, <laughs> if you watch the first six minute ones and the show, you'd probably cover about three hours, yeah. Yeah, you could totally do it. I mean, if you wanted to, you should probably um, do it. I'm getting pretty bad headaches these days, so I think I'll pass for now. <laughs> but I'll, I'll probably come around to it at some point. It's great. The, the, not only did it have shit about, like, work, <laughs> but it also had shit about grief, which I thought was really, really well done. Mm. Um, it, it hit, like, it hit every mark mm. in anybody's life. Like, they threw, they threw it all. Right. That at some at one episode oh. would stick for someone, if not mm-hmm. all of them, uh, which was also a smart, um, a smart thing to do. They they just they know what the fuck they're doing on I so many it. on so many levels. The the puppetry, the like animations that they have, down to the story that they're making, down to the messages that they're um, conveying. Like they. Just know what they're fucking doing, man. I want I want to be in the room with them in, in any capacity, whether it's just creating a, a scene or they're storyboarding a scene or they're actually... It's the actually... kind of thing where you wish they had one of those Netflix or Disney Plus documentaries oh my God. about how this happened. Yeah. I want to see these people's faces. I, yeah. wanna, I want them to, to just explain curtain? it all to me. I just I want I want to know every minute little detail that went into this show, not the story, because of course I don't want that. No, to just be how right. they produced it all. Oh my god, fuck man. Like, were their lives, uh, were they well off, or did they just go on a whim and be like, fuck it, let's just throw all our money at this thing? 
My uh, my guess is they were all well established artists and then just sort of created like a broken social scene collective in England to make those first handful of videos that we saw and then mm -hmm. they probably took those to film festivals. They got a little bit more money, a little bit more money. My guess is they had people investing in Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared as an idea, and then they were probably also taking those to film festivals, but those took years to God. make with the amount of people and money. They, and they got a Kickstarter for the first season. You saw those Kickstarter mm -hmm. videos. They were asking people for help. They finished the show with their fans' money. BBC gave them the money this time. Okay. Because, like, just I'm just trying to think... Like very realistically, if I was able to do that and I was successful, mm -hmm. I would have to have enough money to just like support my just my life right. outside of the show. Yes, well, they got money for the show, but it's also like but they, they have also, a fun, they have a job. They, sold, like, they also <laughs> they made those gummy worms commercials. They did an episode of Gumball. They okay. sold their services to, uh, their services right. anyways, and right. they have so their own they, jobs too. But it would be like if we if we took the time to make a complete five-minute scene of the butter cast with completely elaborate puppets in an actual theater that was abandoned. Mm -hmm. And then we put that on YouTube for our own fucking sake. And it just grew and grew. We would have to wait another year to make the next one. We'd have to ask them for money in another two years to make another one. And then we'd have to plan out how this all ended. And you have to remember, it started in it started in 11 and ended in 2016, the first season. It took five years to do all of that and other people's money. They did this one, they they got the money from the BBC, made an entire pilot, and then fucking scrapped it. Yeah. And then started over in an entirely new concept they had to sell them on. And then fell right back into a new fold again. See, if, if we didn't have this stupid thing called cost of living, nah. where you just have to pay to live, pay to exist. Right. If, if that didn't... Or if we got funded by the government like other countries. Right. If that didn't happen, uh -huh. if that wasn't a thing, we would just be able to do whatever the fuck we wanted. Not even in a bad way, but just like, yeah. Yeah. You could just do any anything you want. Yeah. Anything creative, any work you want to do. Uh -huh. Well, that's how Troll Hunter got made. Oh the, my God. The, the, the government stepped in and they're like, we're going to fund this. Yeah. Fortunately, we live in America. Capitalism rules, man, and we're gonna find we're that out tonight good. when we talk about the movie. <laughs> but anyway, yes, Erica, it's fuck you. it really is the case that they built the. They took years to build this it's, fan base. It's incredibly inspiring. Just for the BBC to be like, all right, we'll give you the money to do whatever you want. Right. If you want to be anti-capitalistic and anti-corporate, you have every right to be. Um, but I think the biggest reason they sold it to them was probably because they, they were gonna be like, we're like South Park, where we'll bring these points and we'll make these arguments, but. We won't always land on a definitive answer. And I think a big stake in that is when the urinal leaves while the yellow guy's talking about what he thinks mm -hmm. about a job. It literally would have been the show taking a statement saying, this is what I think jobs are, or what they, what we think jobs are. Mm -hmm. And then a fucking urinal goes outside and takes piss and smokes a cigarette. Yeah, like, they, do it, they do it tastefully to the point where they please Hollywood in some capacity. They're like the middle, they're not taking a stance they're not noping it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're showing that there's an issue, but they're not saying there's an answer, mm -hmm. which is kind of half the fun because they're really... Yeah. I would say with this season, or the first season they were specifically trying to say something. The pilot meaningful. season, I guess. It, uh, I, I consider it the first season. The first season, yeah. in my opinion... I did too until I realized I was getting it actually technically <laughs> wrong. I was like, oh, I said second season. That, 
previous recording. <laughs> it's very obvious in that first season that they are saying something about what children's television has done and what capitalism has done to children's television. Mm -hmm. And in the second season, they're like, okay, we still want to say stuff like that, but we also want to, you know, build a world with these characters now. Right. And there's like a balance between them having fun and them wanting to say something. And I think maybe the next season they'll build a little bit more, but like they aren't. I don't. I think the jobs one. They're basically saying don't jobs suck, right? And like we're all gonna get eaten by the system that is a Target or a Walmart or a factory, right? You should get out of that and pick something a little bit different. Or that they don't care about poison immunization is bad, sure. But in the second one, they really, really, really hit home about like the hypocrisies and the odd nature that is dealing with grief. Mm -hmm. How people deal with people going through grief. How yeah. you like how they how you manipulate people in your lives to fill the holes that are now gone. Like all that stuff is excellent and great and I loved it and it really did hit home in, in oh ways God. that they didn't have to do. It hit so many marks. I yeah. wasn't expecting it to hit so many. So like good. so so many. And half the time I am watching it at uh, at work, like on my breaks and my lunch mm -hmm. and everything, especially that work episode. I was like, fuck, all right. Gonna end this episode and just clock right back in. Good accident, yay! Yay! Accident so glad it didn't happen to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. Um, yeah, great. Fuck yeah, it's, it's, it warms my heart because it really does remind me a lot of what originally the butter cast was gonna be, what we wanted it to be. We were being extremely optimistic, O'Sheen and I, when we were just like sketching things out and writing ideas down on paper and just trying to get a feel of what we want, what we wanted to do. And this is like literally what we wanted to do. And we're where, getting there. Where we wanted to have like puppets, we wanted to have like stop motion, and all these crazy things revolve around like a couple human characters. But what's great though is with what we're making that a that we're back doing it, mm -hmm. and that b even if we wanted with the old ones and the new ones, we have recordings and scripts. Yeah. All we would have to do at this point now is just make the puppets mm -hmm. and just make them to them. Yeah, it is a possibility now. Because that was our next best thing. We're like, okay, um, at that point, I mean, we were both working at the theater. He's uh, anybody working at a movie theater is working at a movie theater for a very specific reason. Yeah. And it's not like we had all of the money in the world to like start producing like a whole fucking pilot episode or something. Sure. No time to do that. And so the next best thing was, you know, a podcast. So like, it, I don't know. It's just inspiring because we, we didn't want to give up. So it we, was two people and they have obviously at least yeah. over 20. Yeah. Way more. Way more. Way more. Way and they more. were already established. Yes. So it's, it's just, it's inspiring because they didn't, they didn't want to give up on their projects, and we and we never did. But I would also say that we are making things that are arguably just as complicated and interesting as them. Mm -hmm. Not as... Visually, no. There's no visual. Hey, it's not visual. <laughs> I was going to say not as, like, thematically rich as them. Like, we're not attacking the entire system of capitalism. No. But we are, we we are cre creating something that is in-depth and as funny, I would say, as them. Yeah. Well, like, we, we wanted to make a world, not just... A little story we wanted to make an an, an entity of something that you yeah. could enjoy where there's so many layers to it and characters and um yeah it's just it's just super inspiring i couldn't help but think of the buttercast the entire time i was watching it yeah i i certainly felt that way i don't know if we were talking with oshin 
about it to him? No, when mm. when I first started watching it again. I knew the second season was coming. Oh, oh And oh. I think when we started getting together, I just started watching it again. So I was very stoked. But I think they would be very... The people who make it would be happy for you to say that. That's the whole point. They want people... And that was the whole Nightmind thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he was inspired to make something yeah. bigger. And, and pushes things in a different way. And I think that's the point. Like, you watch it and it's great, but you're like, fuck, I need to step up my game. Mm-hmm. Like, not because they did and they're better, but because the, it, how it makes you feel when you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so good in every, in every aspect. It's just so good. Yeah. I want Oshin to finish. Oh, he didn't know that there were 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to keep going. He's in the process of now moving to Hawaii, so as well as makes sense with us. So yeah, that is okay. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Okay, fine. I won't hug you. Good. Uh, um, they don't listen. They hug him anyway. Uh, okay, that's the point of the show. You say it, and they don't listen. Um, so kind of like our show. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like. Um, <laughs> okay. So the movie I watched. I didn't watch anything new. I watched. Uh, all of Antonia Bird's movies. I watched, um, I listened to the Buttercast a lot. Uh, we're now at the point where I'm on and there's like, I'm getting paragraphs of lore now. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he's been, wait, have you said this on air? I, I'm going through all of the Buttercast every <clears> single <throat> episode and I'm writing down every bit of lore that there is. <laughs> For every episode, every episode. So oh. like the first like the first few episodes there's like other people on Poppy's shown up once the second episode they establish the theater and who they are but then they don't free, they don't improv or like create any characters for such a long time it's mostly film reviews then the pandemic happens and there's like two episodes where like him and Peter go crazy with the improv and they like create a bunch of lore and then they lose a co-host and I show up and like all, all the floodgates are open now and we just start really gunning for it and going for it and we want to write all of it down so that when we make new episodes we know if there's a character we want to pull from if there's a we want to do the work we can like, do like, right. like I, we the show is entirely different now from what it was when it started but you could listen to that from the beginning and be rewarded for the content that you hear and that's what we want to do but also there are bits and bobs like I for completely forgot you play a character called Sticky that sticky could be at the awards. Um, I don't remember what you sound like, but you were there for a whole beginning of an episode where you made uh, Stella laugh like a motherfucker. Was he a stick? He was a stick. Poppy puts uh, butter on a stick, and then he was going to do something, and then... Oh, there was another one where you played gum. There's another one where you played gum. And uh, Poppy put it on gum, so he chews up the gum. Like... There's a lot of different moments in there that we can use for other bits and bobs. But we need to know, like, exactly. And it's a hard work now. Like, there's like maybe 30 episodes left I got to do, and each one is just. It's a movie. More extensive than the next, yeah. So, what's awesome, though, is that the Buttercast is as as closest to what we wanted than ever before. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's it's not exactly what we want to do with these characters in the story, but it is, like, it is as close as it could possibly be. Yeah, it's, it's going from, like, having stone wheels on a cart to having a full-fledged wagon mm-hmm. now. We're, like, getting closer and closer to a car or a train. I was about to say, I want to... Honestly. How close is it Well, it's, I'm, the transportation yeah. of us is what I'm talking about. Uh, I was going to say, how close is it, how close is it to a uh, Maserati or something like that? 
Uh, no. Don't have me. I'm scared as a Maserati. So we're not there yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we don't even have fun in Maserati. We don't even have visuals, dude. We have pictures that we yeah, can draw. Which we are, but we're stepping closer Not in that yet. direction too. We're stepping yep. closer in that direction too. And we would love for you to help us with that. But like, we, I need him, as in Peter, and Oshin to be more confident with puppets. So we're not there yet. Yeah. I don't like to push it as much anymore, but that's a direction we like to go. Also, but we're, we're planning now on all, making a movie. Uh, we, us three, yes. Yeah. Us three. And I'm making an album with my brother. We're working on the Buttercast and we want to make a movie. So yeah, like... I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I don't think we could get any more creative. I think we're And you're just, done. Yeah. Also, I'm just trying to get rich, so. And you're trying to get a job. I think we would all like to be wealthy, you know? Yeah. I don't think that's... Money... Okay, look. Money would make a lot of things easier, yes. Yeah. But <laughs> the reason we're all in this is because of the cannibalistic nature of America. Ravenous. Army? Yeah. No. Oh. No. Anyway. Anyway, my movie... Yeah, sorry, sorry. <coughs> Hope you all enjoyed that, uh, <coughs> that, uh, that, uh, that buttercast uh, rant because that's your plug for this week. <laughs> um, again, it's not coming out for a bit, but uh, oh my god! And, and I yeah. mean this episode. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, Damn it! Uh, I had to do it. Um, but uh, the movie that I watched was also a little bit anti-capitalistic as well. Um, I, I watched. My, I guess my honorable mention would be something called Hard Candy. It's a movie starring Elliot Page and Patrick Wilson from two thousand. <laughs> Write that down for a porn name. Um, well, it's a story about uh, Patrick Wilson who seduces 14-year-old Elliot Page, who at the time was Ellen, to try and have sex with her. But she knows this, and uh, she psychologically and physically abuses him and tortures him the entire movie. And it's awesome. She's fantastic in it. So it's... Yeah. Huh. She knows what she's doing. She has a reason for it. She knows who he is, knows his home, knows everything about him. Oh! It's fucking great. It's fucking great. I love E.L. James, eat your heart out. Oh, dude, it's on Tubi, I believe, but it's great. For free. Oh, my God. I've seen it a few times, but I wanted to watch it again based off a conversation I had had with Cecily. Um, A lot of the things that we talk about are in that fucking movie, so it's pretty great. Um, Crazy. There's a point where she straps him on a table and she tells him she's going to cut off his balls. It's great, and it's all a metaphor. Outlast, what the heck? It's, it's like uh, uh, all a metaphor for what a person goes through when you rape them, and what he does to people when he rapes them. Oh, it's so good. Wow. So fucking good. Hard candy. Um, and it's my honorable mention. Uh, it holds up, and uh, Elliot Page is fantastic in it. So good. Patrick Wilson is great too. I think he's uh, he gives the better, more nuanced performance, only because he's obviously an older actor who's been around longer. But she is so good. Um, he is so good. Elliot is great. Um, but it's a she at the time. Um, Elliot just nails it. Just the the eye work alone. So uh, I, There's a lot of takes and stuff you'd expect somebody to pull at that age. But the flip from one moment to another. Got complete control that he has in the scene. Love it. Wow. Fucking love it. Hard candy. Great movie. Um... But the main movie that I watched was Jerry Maguire immediately after Hard Candy because I wanted some 90s schmaltz um, after something like that. Uh, Jerry Maguire stars Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. Um, It was from 1996, the same year as Mission Impossible. It's a romantic comedy slash crisis of faith movie about a sports agent who is such a fucking shark, executive, piece of shit, 
that when one of his hockey players gets hurt and he goes to the hospital to be like, hey, man, I'm a sports agent. I'm going to be better. His son walks out and he's like, he's had like three concussions already. Is he, you know, should he go out there anymore? And he's like, you know what? It would take a tank to stop your dad. It would take all five Power Rangers to stop your dad, right? And that kid's like, fuck you. And walks away. And at that moment, Tom Cruise is like, what the fuck have I become? Oh my god. And so he goes home, he has a crisis of faith, and he writes a 25-page thing that people call a memo, but he calls a mission statement. And it's basically how sports agents should have less clients and be more personal and make less money. And of course it gets his ass fired when he fucking sends it out to all of his employees. And he basically loses all of his clients. He gets fired except for one, Cuba Gooding Jr. And Cuba Gooding Jr.'s football player is a passionate, annoying, hard case. And he ha- he's the only fucking employee that he has. He's the only fucking client he has. And then when he leaves this office, the- Renee Zellweger plays a person who read his m- mission statement, loved it so much that she leaves with him, and then they fall in love throughout the movie. <laughs> it's fantastic. I've seen it a few times, but I haven't seen it in years. I came back to it now, and yeah, Tom Cruise, great actor. Cameron Crowe, when he nails it. This might be Cameron Crowe's best movie, period. Um, Renee Zellweger is fantastic. She didn't have any money in her bank account when she found out she even got that role. Damn! She was a breakout star from it. Um, little um, Stuart Little's Jonathan Lipnicki plays the kid in the movie. He's fucking oh, adorable. Oh, wow. He's fucking adorable. And Tom Cruise is a great actor. I love that movie. I feel like that movie totally plays off of every idea that we had and certainly have now about who Tom Cruise is as a person like too intense just too much needs to say goodbye 15 million times like he's just it, it's so Minnesota goodbye it's not terrible uh, for him it's different and no. I, I really loved it I really loved it this time around um, yeah just great music Cameron Crowe always nails it with the soundtrack um, there were just things that I understand now A about dating a mom I dated a mom uh, years ago, and there's things I just recognized in it. Um, and I, I thought the movie was too long, but that ending is so good, and it really just nails it emotionally. Um, and it really, I, I'm really starting to notice th- themes to characters, the way that people talk about a character in a movie, and how that wraparounds mm. to, to what their arc is. There's so many times where t- people talk about how alone he is, and then when you watch another character like manipulate that idea to him, for whatever reason, you're like, oh, I noticed that shit now. And it was just good. I really loved it. Um, Jerry Maguire holds up. Really love it. It's it's 90s schmaltz, but like done very well. I loved it. Love it. <coughs> Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Hard Candy and Jerry Maguire. Never met her. Very opposite. Uh, Jerry Maguire's a person. I mean, I mean a man. Are you sure? Yeah. He's, the, he's Tom Cruise. Because women can be called Jerry, too. Sure, with a G... Gear. <laughs> That's an A. That's G A. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It took me off guard. Jerry. Jerry. Good. 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 Um. Yeah. So that was that. That's, that's my choice. I made it quick. 
Jerry Maguire. Good movie. Freaking dirty. Yeah. I watched right. a lot of Antonio Bird's film and I want to talk about those way more right now. Alright, so let's then let's uh pause for a second because Okay. Oh. Where did you get the remote from Click? Oh, Where did you get the remote from Click? Sorry, I like that. Uh, Why was that a thing you I could get? Well, I, I got it also from, uh, I have another copy from the movie Stay Tuned, which also has a remote that can control reality, and it's also made by the devil in that movie. So. Guys, I just completely blacked out. Did that, did that ever happen to you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like turtles, but no, it's never happened to me. Look, we all paused, though. Yeah. I pissed my pants, too. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I don't know why you think this is a laughing matter, Christopher. We could have died. could have died. could have died. Were we breathing at that time? I mean, if urine could come out, our body was moving at some but that happens when you die. You just kind of release everything. Oh yeah, but that's because the muscles are losing function. Oh my god. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that has happened to me. It just did. Oh, oh god. god. Oh, gotcha. All right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, all right. Okay, gotcha. But if we're paused, why did you piss yourself? Because your your piss would have paused as well. Lazy. Lazy piss pause. Lazy piss pause. Write that down. It's a band name. Ladies and gentlemen, lazy piss pause. What? Lazy piss pause. Lazy piss pause. Anyway, ravenous. Ravenous. This has been on the curiosity wheel since day one. It's a day one. It's a day one curiosity. Ooh. Maybe not, but I'm pretty sure it is. No, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it was one of those. Things. Peter, you may play the movie. All right, I'm gonna play it in three, two, one. Now playing it. Okay. So this was another one of those movies where you did not want us to watch anything leading it, leading into it. He's got his post-it notes. I did. I did. He's got post-it notes. I did not want you guys to watch the trailer. A big reason. I didn't want you to watch promotion for two very specific reasons. But a big one is most of the promotion of the time does not really get the movie's tone correct, and it also it did not. You showed us a trailer like before we started recording. Yeah. It shows a lot. Oh of my god! Too. Yeah, not not correct. It shows way too much, and also it gets it all wrong at the same time. Yeah, bad sales, bad marketing. Um, like you spoiled it all, but all, like you also just lied about it. <laughs> right. um, Han Solo died, but he also turned. And into if that a, came out today, you would get sued. Oh yes. He uh, turned into a balloon, and then his um, and then he the Chinese. Then he changed his gender in the in the middle of it, and then also just um, just. Turned into goop. But he did he died. He did. He was a Chinese balloon spy. Timely. Anyway. Very timely. Um so Chris, uh I'll, before I get into this, I I found this movie on the sci-fi channel one day on cable. Okay. I started it while they were doing this eating scene, and I was like, what the hell is this? And then that music started and I was like, I really like this music. And then it kept going, and I got really compelled by his story. Mm-hmm. And then the cave scene happened, and he jumped the cliff. From that moment on, I was hooked. I'm like, this is one of my favorite moments I've ever seen in a movie ever. Mm-hmm. I don't care if this movie is fucking stupid from now on. Or boring. You have got me invested. Right. The moment he jumped that, the moment, how cowardly that guy is, and then he jumps, I was like, done. I'm in. 
And I and I watched that movie. I watched this movie so much in high school because I just thought it was a good vibe and everything. And I stopped for a while, and I own it. I just didn't watch it for such a long time. So when we did the show, I was like, I really think that this is a good step forward in getting Chris into something that is different, weird, but also kind of scary, kind of violent, and a little bit, a little bit of a step forward into the late '90s horror thing that that got really big after Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I have a okay. So I have a couple of pieces of paper here. Right. Um, so when you ask me the first name, you have to read that one first. So I don't even know how to pronounce that. Um, okay. Uh, so <laughs> I don't. I only ask you ever one name if there's ever one to write. Oh, you're, there's more than one name you got to ask me about today. <laughs> it's kind of the whole point. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of this. Go for it. So, Alex. Uh, per your request, mm-hmm. who is Milko Mancheski? Mil- Milko Mancheski. I knew it was Ko. Okay. Um, so that. he is he a. Yeah. He, uh, he's from the Balkans, and uh, he made a film in the early '90s called um, "Before the Rain." It was a massive hit. It was an international success, and it got an Academy Award nomination. I think it won for Best Picture. And that he didn't make oh, anything. God. This was a de- debut for him, too. First movie he ever made. Um, he goes over to Hollywood because it's such a big deal. And he starts work on this movie. And if you watch, I didn't watch his movie, but I did watch the trailer for it. A lot of vibes that I think are similar to this, like a period piece, just mm-hmm. a lot of interesting shots that I could see would probably interest him in this story. Well, he has, first of all, they shot this in Slovakia mostly. And he had okay. massive, massive problems with the studio. Huge problems with the studio. He fought with them every, every single fucking day. And it was a week before shooting started that there was an amicable breakup between them and he fucking boogied. Um, and so all the actors, all the crew are sitting there a week before shooting with no director. So um, let's <laughs> go ask me about this person right now. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go ahead and ask me about this person real quick? Hold on. Where did you even get the post-it notes? I wrote them earlier on break. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this, I've had this idea in my head for a while. I'm like, now. do we have post-it notes here? Yeah, I own okay. some. I got them. If you want them for the house, I'll bring them out of my room. <laughs> People don't see this off screen, but uh, he has like 50 more ready to go. <laughs> no, it's just two. It's just two. Uh, oh, that's so funny. Who is Raha uh, Gosnell? He directed Home Alone 3. Oh, boy. Oh! Um, uh, <laughs> so, oh! Uh, <laughs> he had also directed... <laughs> Everybody in the so, cast had the exact same reaction that uh, you just had, Chris. So, the, oh! so Chris, the head. <laughs> they all just simultaneously climaxed. He made Home Alone 3, that was his debut movie, and then oh, he also made Step Down from Before the Rain. Um, so the, he also made a movie that year called Never Been Kissed. It was a hit basically because of its premise of an adult going back to high school for some article she wants to write. Okay. And it starred Drew Barrymore and also David Arquette. So the head of the studio brings the director on to set in Slovakia, and he's like, hey, guys, director of Home Alone 3. And the cast, except for David Arquette, who just said hi to his friend, the entire cast went, 
fuck you, we will mutiny. And they decided they will not make the movie under this director's hand. So the entire set starts to go crazy, arguing with everyone. And the guy who plays Ives, Robert Carlyle, sneaks away and he goes to his trailer and he picks up the phone and he calls... Uh, Alex? Okay, for real this time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm actually pulling this up on my phone. You're not handing me anything. I, I, I completely forgot that I didn't write a third one for her. <laughs> but her name is Antonia Bird. Antonia Bird. Who is she? Antonia Bird was born in London. Okay. Um, her father was a failed actor, but he got her into theater at a very young age, and her first job was in the East End at the age of 17. She got into stage directing very, very early, and that eventually got her into directing. Um, she started uh, picking up very early political ideas. She ended up being uh, a socialist right away. Um, she started getting writers uh, at the East End that she loved, and they were just making these really smart plays and scripts, and she wanted to get a wider audience mm -hmm. for these writers. And she heard about a show that was happening in London that was starting called EastEnders. And she started on it, it was in the early 80s, and um, she kind of, it was a huge hit because of her work in particular. Um, and she extended it. And then she started on another show called um, Casualty. It's about the casualty department in a uh, hospital. Heard of it. She really is a big reason why that show was a hit too. And she made these shows in the uh, mid to late 80s big hits. Um, and... A big thing that she was studying to... First of all, she loves actors, probably because her father was a failed actor. Mm -hmm. And she cares about getting the best, or at least the most interesting performance out of somebody. Okay. And two, instead of like most stage directors who end up going in television, she has to pull the camera back and make a stage like she is very good at close-ups. She mm -hmm. really knows the power of a good close-up. Mm -hmm. So she eventually gets to work on a TV movie... Um, which is basically considered a first feature film called Safe. And Safe is about a, home, a bunch of homeless people in London and their different stories. Probably the closest I've ever seen to a Safety Brothers movie that is not a Safety Brothers film. It is really fucking dark, and it is really fucking great. I loved it. I didn't care how serious or dark it got. I was like, this is fucking good. I really like this. Uh, a lot of moments where the music and the sound in the room really escalate and build to a moment, kind of like the cave scene where everything's like, and you're like, oh my god, what's going on? She does that a couple times. There's also another <laughs> moment in her next film where someone is at a dinner table and he's just sort of like dealing with this thing and he has to get up and he's like, I'm out of here. So there's a couple repeats to stuff you see in this, but mostly she just is really good at getting the actors to make up the story with her. It's mm. really good. Um, so Safe is a big hit, and it gets her a BAFTA right away for television. And she makes her first feature film, and it's called Priest. Uh, so first of all, Priest stars the dad of um, Bruce Wayne in Batman Begins, and Tom Wilkinson, and Tom Wilk and Robert Carlyle's in there as well. Robert Carlyle has been in everything Antonia Bird has really done. He did six things before he even did this with her. Mm -hmm. So. Priest is about a young, conservative priest who goes to a new area. He moves in with another priest, and uh, Tom Wilkinson, and he finds out right away that Tom Wilkinson and the housekeeper are sleeping with each other. But they're in love, and they're going to get married one day. And he's like, okay, well, that kind of brushes up against my conservatism. Also, he's gay. 
So he's hiding the fact that he's gay. And he's going out and he's kind of having gay experiences. As well as he eventually finds out that a parishioner in his uh, church is sleeping with his daughter. And the way he handles the situation is awful. And the movie is very much about how faith is important, but the church is just a bunch, a bunch of bureaucratic bullshit. It's a power-hungry assholes who create this thing and create these rules and these blocks for you to ever be able to actually help anyone do anything. And at the end of the movie, mm. the church is on their own. <clears throat> the two priests band together, and he's like, I'm going to have this gay priest give a pride. He, like, he has this wonderful moment of catharsis with the girl because he like, did not do anything good, and he's constantly asking forgiveness from her. And at the very end, they are a church with the people who they care about, regardless of whether the bishop gives a shit about them or not. And it was fucking awesome. I fucking loved it. It was fantastic. I thought it was great. I thought it was a little so fucking good. Um, God, it was good. Um, you start to see more, more, more tendencies. Like Robert Carlyle, in, in particular, keeps playing either pansexual or homosexual characters. That seems to be a constant throughout as well. Um, so Hollywood really comes a-knocking. Uh -huh. And they're like, we really love what you did with Priest. Could you please come to Hollywood and make a movie with us? So she finds a script called Mad Love, and it's about this really passionate, broken relationship between two fractured, emotionally, teenagers. And it ends up getting starring Drew Barrymore and Chris O'Donnell, and the studio takes it over, and they turn it into this big, Hollywood-sweeping, melodramatic, melodramatic bullshit, cheesy crap fest. The kind of thing O'Sheen would fucking hate. Yeah. Now, is this director very good at melodrama? Yes, but that's not what she wanted. She likes to dig under the surface of things. She doesn't think that uh, movies are a mirror to reality. She thinks mirrors are there to smash it. She, they're there to fuck things up, stir mm. shit up, make you think things and avoid things that people don't talk about every single day. She's a socialist. This is starting to bump heads more and more with the people. But going over to Hollywood, Chris... She fucking hated it. Everything that you talked about that you were going through before on our break, mm -hmm. she went through, but with a studio instead. Every single decision she made, they took away from her, and the movie became something else entirely. And whether it was because she had stars there, or because the studio felt like they didn't want to take any chances, she fucking hated it. And she goes back to England. And she makes a movie called Face with Robert Carlyle again. It's basically Reservoir Dogs meets a TV show. Okay. So a bunch of socialists decides they're going to rob banks to give money to people. And it's really, really interesting. Love Robert Carlyle. Great night stuff. Great action scenes. But again, it's very, it's, it's very aggressively against corporations and stuff like that. She's not going back to Hollywood. She just loved the script. Worked really hard on it. And she didn't write it, but she knew the writer. And they worked really hard at making this thing real. And she was like, yeah. I'm never going back to Hollywood, and I'm glad that I finally made something that I'm digging and I'm going back to it again. And then the phone rings, and it's Robert Carlyle. It turns out he's in Slovakia on the set of a Hollywood film, and it's in fucking shambles. It's on fire. <laughs> Things are going awfully. Yeah. And he says, please, please, could you come and help me? Please make this movie something. And she says yes. And she goes out there. Chris, she had a week to prep this. Seven days. Seven days. The cinematographer got there, didn't sleep. He immediately started shooting. That scene where he falls off the cliff, 
and goes in that pit four days. I'm sorry, one day, four hours. Oh. You want to talk about under pressure? You want to talk about someone who had no time to do anything to even think about the ability to think about making a decision under pressure? This <laughs> <laughs> woman came in on the, on the day when the scene where Robert Carlyle tells this story is the first day they shoot. She comes on set, cinematographer didn't even sleep, just put his shit down and started filming. And the act, she goes she turns to the actors <laughs> and she's like, okay, everyone, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get this going. And Robert's sitting in the bath and he's ready. He's ready to tell the story. And all the actors look at her and they go, where, where, do, you, where do you want us? And she's like, I'm sorry. They're like, where do you specifically want us? Where's our marks? And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? You didn't has even Hollywood, get that far? Has Hollywood done this to you? That they only care about what the camera does? That they don't care about their actors anymore? Like, she was like, no, you guys, we need to figure this out together as a team. Because they really didn't have a lot of people. It was just them and the actors, really. Yeah, where are so, they? Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah, so, fucking Slovakia. Not only that, it's only <laughs> Slovakia for the exterior scenes. Mm-hmm. They shot all the smaller indoor scenes afterwards, which is not what you do in a situation like this. And that was the studio. She ran into all the same problems that Milko did, but at the same time, she was understanding that they were manipulative efforts so that the decisions by the studio could be made the way they wanted to. And she continued to just be like, fuck that. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. Don't ask questions. Ask forgiveness later. That was her fucking plan. So by the end of the shoot, her and all the actors loved it. That's why every single actor in this movie really feels like a person. Because she was like, seriously, do your best to make this thing a person. Right. Like, everyone feels like there's somebody because she cared about making <clears throat> everyone who dies at that cave important. Mm-hmm. And it fucking... And then Robert Carlyle carries the rest of the movie, pretty much. Uh, with all of his fucking speeches and shit. Mm-hmm. And she knew that was going to happen. And she wanted to give everyone that opportunity. And then, she, when the movie was over, she hired the lead creator of Blur and the Gorillas. To make this soundtrack with Michael Lehman, an incredibly important composer with people like Peter Greenway. And for the movie The Piano, which had just won an Oscar a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a huge gift for these people. Particularly since Damon Albert had done nothing but make Britpop rock for some time. He wanted to break out of that. And this was the movie to do that. And that's why it's as weird and as fucking odd as it is. It's because she was like, do it! Fucking go! Like, make it! Make it weird as shit! And... It was amazing. But it's not just all of those things. Like, how quick it is. Like, she changed the script, too, to be all to be filled with all of these different themes. The main theme is that manifest destiny. The actual idea that God is telling us to take over the Americas. Literally, that God himself says, take over the Americas. That cannibalistic idea of just eating all the souls of the Native Americans, taking all their land, and then becoming what we are. Like, that's what the movie is about. He says it at the very end. The flag is behind them in the background. She's not fucking hiding it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Boyd is somebody who's in the Mexican-American War, a war where America is trying to take land from Mexico. He chooses not to fight. Chooses not to fight. And the moment he does is when he's able to drink the blood of his enemies. And then he's able to do something about it. The, co- the entire movie, like... Robert Carlyle, Ives himself, comes to them as a priest. As a priest. And he fucking eats Toffler. <laughs> the homosexuality involved 
the subtext of that, the, the junkie subtext. There are so many things here that matter, that are there to be chewed on. They didn't have to be. Could just been a stupid cannibalistic comedy like the trailer says. But she worked her ass off with no time. And she didn't even write this thing. She didn't care about this necessarily. She came because a friend asked and made everybody care. It was un unfucking un believable to read about this, to hear her DVD commentary. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So the movie is not a hit. 1999 is barreling filled with movies and they just didn't market it well. It later found a cult following with people like me over time. Yeah, you know, 1999, arguably one of the best years of film ever. Exactly. And, and so she had goes, to conveniently come out that year. But, our, but most people kind of agree that this is her best film because of what she was able to do with it, because of the money she had, because of the whole experience and what came out of it. I think her other films are really tight ideas and focused for what they are, but this, this is an achievement, in my opinion, for it to come out the way it is. Um, so she goes back to... Uh, Britain, she makes more stuff, TV. She makes a movie about, or at least I guess it humanizes the terrorists of 9-11. It doesn't agree with them. It just tells you that they're people. Gives you a perspective and a voice that would never be heard just to make you understand some aspects about it. Everyone, I'm sure that went over It did fine. not go well, no. In most jobs, <laughs> in most work she got after it, did, most things she could not get off the ground. And by 20... 13, she finally was starting to get a job again, and she did the first season of a TV show, and, really, and people really loved it. She started working on the second one, got diagnosed with cancer, and died in 2013. Whoa! Most Damn! People, most people consider her to be one of the most important female directors of in England's history. I watched an hour and a half documentary about her. It was phenomenal. I'm not going to sit here and say huge arguments for what she did for women in the business and how still those grounds are not really broken in a lot of ways. The documentary does it better, and people should check it out. It's called From EastEnders to Hollywood, uh, a documentary about Antonio Bird. I believe it's, uh, yeah, people like Mark Cousins, uh, uh, Robert Carlyle shows up. A lot of people show up to talk about her. Um, Probably outside of the director of Clueless, I think this is my favorite female director we've ever talked about. Probably the most important, probably the most skillful. And huh. she was just a powerful political socialist. She hated capitalism. She fucking hated capitalism. And this movie is about that. This is movie is about how capitalism and everything just won't end. When um, there's a great uh, analytical video that we watched, and it basically mirrored. Um, the Indian woman's, the native woman's speech about how Wendigo just takes, 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 and takes. And as they're doing that, they're just showing people steal things from stores, just capitalism as a whole in modern day, and you're like, fuck, man. Like, it all makes sense. It's all there. And she had a week to do it. So I think this movie, like, uh, for all my personal reasons why I like this movie, just having watched it on TV... Um, finding out how it was made blew me the fuck away. It's crazy. And I um, <laughs> so I hoped crazy. you guys would enjoy it, but at the same time, I think it has a charm to it, not knowing those things that just helps with Robert Carlyle and it helps with that jumping off the cliff. The cave scene, I think, is one of my favorite scenes of all time. Just I've watched it so many times this week. I've listened to the soundtrack of that scene so many times. Mm -hmm. when, when Boyd jumps off that cliff, I, I, I just think that's cinema right there. Uh, so, Chris, how did you like it? Hmm. I mostly enjoyed it. Mm. Um, 
normally in a movie like this, I would read like a synopsis. Like you again, okay, like the trailer, okay, yeah, that trailer lied. Yeah. Fucking mistake. It sat upon a throat of lies. You might as well have just um, not had a trailer. So like again, if it came out today, they could sue. So um, and win probably. So um <laughs> that's Unless the studio was like they're cool with it. Yeah. So I didn't even read that. I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna take a chance here. I'm just gonna watch it. I'm gonna try this again. I don't need to have my hand held. Or I don't even know anything. Or I watch this. To get it. So I just kind of just gave it a shot. Oh boy. Um, so, first off. Prof the cinematographer. Yes. That much pressure on that short a notice and it looks this good? Like 70s Joe. Like, it's fucking great. And he started it immediately. I was just thinking about the whole time. Usually I'll fall into a thing of like, okay, how would I block this? How would I do this? You know, not here. Not here. I kind of just, I took it all in. I was just like, this looks really good. Yeah. I was actually kind of shocked mm-hmm. by how good this looked. Um, like, yeah. And I, also, nice to see Guy Pierce in a movie, even though it's like 1999. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. Like, I think the this last is, thing... two more movies I want to show you with. Like, the yeah. last thing I saw, I've only seen, like, The Time Machine. Right. So and a movie. a movie, and a movie he, um, uh, made, uh, around tw- in the mid, early 2010s, uh, Lockdown. Fucking love Lockout. Lockout. I think he's so damn good in that movie. I didn't get it when I first watched it back oh, years ago. The movie ago. is clunky in parts because it's very diehardish, but he is a goddamn star in that movie. Mm. Um, this is what turned me on to him, and then the other probably... Well, the two other big ones are L.A. Confidential, which was before this movie, and then, of course, Iron Man 3. So, I've seen them in... Okay, so, like, clearly I've seen them in, like, uh... In a very, like... Oh, and Priscilla, Queen of the Dam replays a, a really fantastic gay guy. Nice. So, I don't like seeing him in, like, a very charming, charismatic, sarcastic role. Fair, yeah. And I'm trying to find the right word for the kind of character he played in the Time, in the time Machine. Um, um, I guess uh, Put Upon Hero? Yeah. He usually plays, like, a cool Chad. Right, but in Time Machine, he's he just sort of stumbles into something. Like he's a professor, right? Yeah, he's a, he's an uh, um, an intellectual put thrown into an adventure. Right. So an alpha to see him as like by the end, yeah, a soldier with like some PTSD, a beta. No, I'm <laughs> a, a, a beta, yes, but a, but I mean a coward. Yeah, basically um, a coward in everyone's eyes. So. To have him play this character, I was just like, I'm actually, I was just like, yeah, this, he's really good in this. Mm-hmm. Even though he barely says anything. Yeah. His face. 24 minutes until he says his first line. Damn. Um, We're frozen, by the way. Oh, yes, the movie is frozen. Oh, the movie froze. No, at 24.42. All right, I'm going to refresh. Technic. 
Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. He's 25, 12 now? Yeah, Colonel Hart has dropped his gloves. So yep. He's giving them back. Okay. <clears throat> so, I really like this story. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, this is one thing I like about Shyamalan's movies in general is that it asks a very simple question. Like, it's a premise. I like his premises. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily his movies. He has a new one out that people tend to like. That are liking. Oh, I've like, seen that. Knock tra- at the cabin with Batista. I've yeah. seen that trailer. In Grinch. Like a, a group of guys. <laughs> People like it. Like a group of guys show up to a cabin, and they it tell you. Actually, dethroned Avatar this week. Oh wow. Yeah. Like they show up to a cabin and they tell you that. I forget the specifics, but like the world's gonna end. World, the world is gonna end unless you do something. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? Or like, what? Or like, what does this? What does this? Uh, what does this family do? Mm-hmm. Um. And so, I like the premise of this, okay, there's an ancient uh, Native American um, beast that is devouring people, mm-hmm. and now, and it's, uh, and now your fate, now it's him and I, it's, it's just, it's a very interesting thing of just like, it's Guy Pierce who basically hates war and just like fighting and pure, like he's a coward essentially an understandable one but yeah. an understandable one but yeah um like and to stick him of all places him of all people in this situation is very interesting to me again i was hooked when he jumped off the cliff it's the moment. that's when it got me it's just it's like the moment Interesting. Yeah, such a great really? choice. He's so cowardice. Why would he jump on the cliff? But he's so thing? cowardice. He's also not. He like also, he kind like, of canceled out because a coward wouldn't jump off the fucking cliff. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's so crazy. It's also, so great. great stunt. Yeah. Great yeah. stunt. Like, how do they do it? Right. She has to say the thing. Yeah, you gotta stitch it together. You had four hours to come up with it. But like, it's obvious that when he goes, it, right? he probably goes off the cliff and either he's tied to a rope or he lands in on something. I would right. guess he's got a rope on him. But he goes all the way down Fuck, to pretty much the man. top of the trees, mm-hmm. and it's Guy Pierce doing it. In fact, Guy Pierce does all the stunts rolling down the hill. <laughs> it's all the first unit. There's no second unit. She didn't want anyone to fuck with her shit. Fucking one day, one day to do that. Oh my god! Use your time, kids. This um, will never ever happen again in Fox. No, it will not. Yeah. They are dead. Yeah, it's 20th century now. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, they're not doing that. Yeah, they would CGI that shit. Um, but anyway, a movie so, like this wouldn't even happen. No, no. So no, it was weird that it happened then. Yeah, yeah I don't think I don't think they wanted it to happen. That's why they wanted to, you know, sink their little, their little talons in there. Possibility, yeah. But anyway, like, so. He jumps off the cliff, and and I was just like, okay, all right. So now what? Exactly. 
How does this keep going? And then Robert Carlyle dressed is is as the colonel. I was just like, all right, now this is this is something. Now. Exactly, yes. <laughs> this is something now. Then it turns into like hateful eight, and then you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? This is crazy. Like uh, I like, oh man. Oh, like, go check around, woman. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Right. I love it. Oh my god, when he comes in his eyes and he right. doesn't believe him, it's like I kind of knew. I kind of started to piece it together that he was like the the Wendigo. Yes. Because, like, um, well, let me ask your thoughts. A uh, quick question. I've never... Again, this is like Milk Money. This is a film that I've never talked to anybody with in my real life. Can we just be clear? Online. Way better than Milk Money. Way better than Milk Money. Yeah. Yeah. Of, like, but, like, Easier movie, to watch. A, a yeah. movie that I grew up with that, I, like, no one in my real life... It's like Frighteners. Like, until I met you and Cecily, like, there's nobody ever... But can we just, like, can we just appreciate... Who's appreciate the yeah. spectrum here? Yeah, milk money. The, there's milk money, and then there's this. Yeah. I put fragments in the middle. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, dead middle. Dead middle. Uh, but when it comes to this, what did you think was going to happen when they reached the cave and they walked in and fucking uh, Calhoun See, is freaking out? I thought they were going to stretch it out and that it would be a movie where they're stuck in the forest with this Wendigo, kind of like Hunger Games, kind of maybe like kind of like that, I and they so would too. slowly. It was like Predator. They would slowly Survival over the course of the movie. Thing, yeah. Like, itself, like Jaws or something. Yeah. I want to watch that movie a little bit. And so, like, I love the Predator. Like, slowly pick each other up, and then they slowly get picked off one by one. Yeah. Nope. Right away. Nope. All gone. Nope. <laughs> Out the window. I was just like, <laughs> well, I hope Neil McDonough got his paycheck. Um, really, that guy needs better stuff. Uh, well, he's, <sighs> he's been on the Flash for fucking years. He's fine, dude. <laughs> okay. He's fine. Is he on Flash? He's like Arrow, Flash, all of them. He's fucking fine. He's doing just fine, dude. What the hell okay. is he doing on those? Acting. Can he fucking be No, but like, what's his character? He was a bad guy. I see. Wait, was he Zoom? No, 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 no. That was uh, somebody else who did a really... That was actually two different people playing Eobothon and doing a really great job. That was Kavanaugh and another blonde guy. He would come on as, like, a friend of Damien Dark. Oh, I did. I did it. Uh, And, like, he's great. He just basically wears a black suit, comes on with his baby blue eyes. Yeah, I've seen enough of the show, yeah. Yeah. He just earns money and goes, oh, why not? Um, Okay. I just just thought that... One of the best shots of the movie. That's my favorite. I love it. Right. After that shot, I was like, oh, so it's... This movie's goofy. I did get some weird... Shift and Jones. Yeah. It's a little... Everything. Right, because like Carlisle, he's great, mm-hmm. by the way, in this. Yeah. But there are moments where it's like that, or he's very charismatic for kind of what the movie may be going for. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting like a lot of like mixed messages from the tone shifts. I was just like, okay, what? How am I supposed to be feeling right now? Am I supposed to be uncomfortable? Am I supposed to be, like, enthralled by this very charismatic villain? Mm-hmm. It was really hard for me um, to get what vibe I'm supposed to be getting. But um, I, but here's something that I did think about. To put this movie in the Mexican-American War era, <laughs> where... More or less Wild West. It's a fucking period movie as well. Yeah. Like, it's really... It's technically a Western. Right. It's a te- yeah, it's I guess, because they're in California. Yeah. You couldn't tell, but, um... <laughs> where is it? Where is it? LA? 
I it said it was in California. Where's the city? Yeah, LA isn't around yet, guys. I don't believe you. Uh, it happened. It was the time where LA didn't. Exist. Are you sure? Yes. Everybody yes. looks like they were homeless in LA back then. I'll get gone. Okay. <laughs> hey, there's water at least. Time. Water guy. Oh no, Jim. Water guy. Oh god. They're better. Fill my bottle. <laughs> he just pisses in it. <laughs> Hey, if you watched the movie in 4D, your bottle would have been... Or watch the nine-hour cut, that will be inevitable. With, with Peter's come. Which actually apparently is a thing. What? How many hours? Nine. What? I heard that the... the some friends were, like, believing the story that, like, the... Uh, Way of Water, what, there's, like, a nine-hour director's cut. No. Uh, I, 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 I'm I still kind of, like... I would believe, sure? like, four no. hours. I would believe, like, four no, or five hours. No, that's the length of another movie. No. That's a Netflix show. That's no, no. There's no way. No, even the Lord of the Rings isn't that. And it's obvious that movie was made with other movies in mind. Anyway, so, so yeah, I. <clears throat> it's it, I did get some weird tone. Okay, I do have to admit something. Not a fan of the soundtrack. Love it. I fucking love it. But you are not the first to say that. It's weird as shit. I agree. It just the, the wrong tracks play at the wrong time. It, it annoyed so it annoyed me in some certain spots, but no. when I watched the yeah. second time, it made more sense. I've listened to the soundtrack a lot this week. No, I it's like it. remember that song they were playing in the trailer. Like so there's actually two or three songs they play during the. Trailer. No, I mean like that main one towards the end, like that latter half one. The blink, 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 blink. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, it felt too modern. For this, it felt out of it felt out of like way out of time. Mm. Honestly, like it felt like it would have. Oh God, you want you want to know what it did? Mm. It reminded me of like Samurai Cop, kind of like that, kind of like that theme almost, Whoa. but like more mm. like better produced. Interesting. David Auburn made it very clear that he wanted to use a lot of loops and and repetitive beats. And that's what was getting melodies. To me. That's what I was just getting annoyed right. after. I'm like, oh my god, it's yeah. the same string over and over. That's again. what that's what I'm it. talking about. But the second it. the second watch, it it was easier, I guess. Right. I guess because you you could see it coming too. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It didn't annoy me as much. There were still some moments where I'm like, okay, right. That's just me as a person. Some like when something is super repetitive, it's like a fucking fever dream. I can't. I'm the exact opposite. It really grabs me. The, one of the things that really grabbed me about the movie in the first place is Boyd's Journey, the song mm-hmm. that plays when he's walking back from the pit. I just love that. I love that banjo. I love that off key, just fucking going. Just, oh. And then the strings flow in. Ah, oh, I love it. Okay, the kind of the piece kind spray. of froze up. Okay. Um. It's still running. Yeah, we're still, still going. We're still going. We're doing good. We're doing good. All things um, considered, <laughs> movie playing, it's all good. So, due to extenuating circumstances, I kind of had to watch this on my phone. Uh, no, actually, I got a lot. I got. I still got a lot out of it. Mm. Um, one thing that did bother me though, that I noticed it didn't show up on Peter's screen. Mm. I was gonna have a nitpick about, like how. It, the blood didn't look convincing to me. Hmm. It didn't look like convincing blood. It looked like, uh... Kool-Aid. Yeah, no, Kool-Aid not even jam. Kool-Aid. It was like no, jam. No, but there, it, it was like, more like barbecue sauce to me. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a condiment, yeah. like a jam. 
Because the blood was really, like, really oxygenated. Like, right. Like, this is, like, fucking horse blood or something. Like, <laughs> why is it almost pink? Because back then they didn't... They to me, it was almost brown. The blood. They wanted blood. Right. Also, it's it, this is film, right? Yeah. There's no yeah. There's no screen modifier on here. There's this nothing... Like, these are, like, chemicals that are on the film itself. So even if they tried to make it darker on screen, it may have just... And not only that, if you watch the Blu-ray kind of copy version of it or that quality of it you're gonna get yeah. you're, you're gonna get things that they didn't expect to be as bright and as visible then as you're they are jammed. now but at the same time I think she wanted it to be colorful I think she wanted the blood to be vibrant okay it looked more brown to me on your phone? yeah it looked more like I would expect blood to be here I'll show that. you yeah show me more of that color because Blood, blood Dry is blood, a, yes, but on film she wanted it to like right. show up. Blood is uh, is very is a very dark color, but on screen it makes sense. That's why I let the brothers bloom. They actually use that and so realize like, that as part of the story. Like yeah, it is brown. Like on my phone, it's like oh yeah, you really leaned in on the screen when yeah when he was stacked or when he was right at the bottom of the stack of bodies mm -hmm. and he was crawling out. Yeah, Chris is showing me right now. It looks. Yeah, it just looked it just looked weird to me. It's just not as saturated. Right. Yeah, that's true. This and there's is no my, modifiers on my phone. My guess is what we're watching right now is a Blu-ray copy on the screen. Probably. But also, my screen is like 4K. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I also have the colors like boosted on it. Oh. So. Okay. Because there weren't but any modifiers. We, but when, when we watched it on um, on the TV, it, it like it looks pretty pretty yeah. similar. Yeah. So. If not any different. But anyway, just like. Why did he just start digging? Hey, hey, he's he has digging. A knife. He has a knife down there. Oh, right, 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 right. I forgot about that. But he's digging like, like one An millimeter at a time. Like in reality, this that would have taken him like, that would have taken me thirty seconds. I would have, <laughs> I would have done, but like scoops. I would have like and kicked it out of the way. But he's like, <laughs> like a squirrel, like digging a nut. Yeah, but he buried it there, so I'm assuming the soil is nice and loose, and he's just scaring them. Right. Yeah, and he's pointing and like doing weird ass shit. He's like, if if, they, if I'm crazy and acting crazy, then they're not gonna focus on me. So when I pick up a knife and slowly walk up to Hart, I can just stab him right in the fucking chest. Um, and it works. I like. I usually get frustrated at um, everyone's wrong. You're right. Mm -hmm. Like plots. That's one of my like pet peeve. Like, so I, yeah, it's very frustrating to watch. Did you watch? Did you ever see The Invisible Man? Uh, with that. Elizabeth Moss? Yeah. No. You would hate it. But remember when I played Black, o Black Ops uh -huh. on stream? That's kind of it, but it's like everybody's right, you're wrong. So I guess I appreciated you the twist. It? Okay. Yeah, I appreciate the twist of everybody's right, you're wrong, but it set up like everybody's wrong, you're right. Because mm -hmm. you're playing from a first-person perspective, and you're seeing things that other people aren't seeing, but then you're trying to convince them that they're real, but it turns out there's just Russian brainwashing. No, no. You know, Knox was drunk. And David Arquette and uh, the woman. <laughs> That's what happened here. I remember him having a beard, he says. I remember him also, having a beard. I think, I think, I think you'll appreciate well, this with David Arquette. I'm sorry? I think you'll appreciate this with David Arquette. Mm. This is more so like a joke, but we'll see how far we, we'll see how far you take this. Lots of carryover from Ready to Rumble. <laughs> I mean, he is basically the comic relief here, yes. Yeah. 
Like if he like if um his character in Ready to Rumble just like ripped a bong, that's then then yeah, you got this here. Yeah, pretty much. Which he desperately needed to. I well, here's the thing. I I don't think there's anything wrong with him doing that considering everyone else I mean Knox isn't flat out drunk, but everyone else has their own vices. Right. But for in terms of David Arquette as a performance, yeah, he's not really doing much here. Uh, and I'm sure people didn't like his idea of like let's bring in the fucking Home Alone Three director, my friend. Let's have him come in. That probably didn't work out well in everyone's minds either. But he is game and he is going for it. But I can't wait for us to watch the screen movies because you will see a legit, genuinely great character performed by him. Mm. I can't wait for you to meet Dewey because Dewey is—he's one of the best things about the screen movies, and he makes him such a human when he does it. Um, but also, I think he's a pretty good brother character in Never Been Kissed. But yeah, he's just here to be dumb and stupid and laugh a lot, really. But out of all the characters, he's the most innocent. Right. He's the one character that, like, didn't deserve to die in any respect at all, period. So, I want to jump to the end, Mm -hmm. because... (sighs) I will say this before you do that. The plan was for them to go on top of one of the buildings, for the building to be on fire, and for them to have a massive sword fight with the moon in the background. <laughs> they cut their money, and Anita was like, yeah, that sounds stupid anyway. Parts of the Caribbean yeah, she movie, didn't like yeah. that idea, and they cut her money, and she didn't have time to do it anyway. So she asked the actors and the fight coordinators to figure out the fight themselves. They just fight on this giant wheel that's floating down the floor. You're laughing now, but that's exactly what fucking happened in Pirates. Like, every five minutes, shit like that was happening in Pirates. Yep. So, like, it was if, great. If Gore Verbinski had time. made this movie, maybe. But, um... That's actually a good... Yeah, I think Gore Verbinski could have made a good Ravenous, yeah. I agree. But, um, I, I, lo- I... They, she let them and the, like, two fight coordinators they had figure everything out, and then they used every single ounce of blood that they had left. And I really liked that fight. I agree. Because it's not elaborate. The sound effects fuck it up. And she hates the sound effects. Those are an edit that she had nothing to do with. But she, um, she, I love that fight too. So, um. It's just real. Right. So. Um. So the, so the end fight, the, the end. Where, um. Ah, shoot. What's his? Boy and Knives. Boy and Knives. Okay, so I was like, when he stabs him, I was just like, oh, like. You mean when Boyd stabs Ives? So no, 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 no. So I was just like, okay, you set him up as a coward. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you stab him, there's really only one way out of this. Like you can't let these guys get away with this. And she tells him, too. She's like, the only way to get rid of Wendigo is to die. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> hold on, I, got, I had a joke for later. Um, so when he, uh, shoot. Um, Stabs him? No, sorry, hold on. I'm, uh, I'm all over the place. So, yeah, he stabs him. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I, didn't, I forgot where I was. Um, I'm like, okay, there's only one, one way out of this. Like, he can't die, because then that gives Ives and, uh, what's his nuts? Jeffrey um, Jones. Thank you. Uh, Colonel Hart. Hmm? Colonel Hart. Colonel Hart, thank you. 
I was trying to think of his last name. It was like, oh, yeah, it's Bret Hart, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm just like, dude, don't do it. You just got to die, dude. You just got to die. But then, uh, and then the thought occurred to me. It's just like, wait, if he dies, who stops Ives and Hart? Mm-hmm. I guess maybe Hart maybe could have done something, but, like, he doesn't think he's... He ain't the main character? No, he's not the main character. I guess not. Um, and he's dead. Right. Boom! Boyd slices his throat. Right, but like, if... If Boyd had died on the couch instead of eating the stew, mm. that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I got you. Yes. Like, I guess? I think he I think he understands that he needs to kill Ives. Yes. Like, because like... It's not a survival thing. I think he... Because the moment he's healthy and Jeffrey Jones walks up, he's like, hey man, do you want to go outside? He's like, yeah. He's like, and should I unlock you? He's like, no. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill all of you. And that also brings his art full circle. It's just like, he can't run away anymore. Yeah. He has to do something about this. Otherwise, there's a whole ton of people that are going to come this way come summer. And they're all either going to get eight or they're going to be the eaters. He's choosing to end capitalism, yes. <laughs> uh, but capitalism won anyway. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because he ate the damn stew. <laughs> California is still This fucking guy! <laughs> I was literally like, don't. Don't. Yeah, literally, yeah. someone shot for him. Soup for free? I'm gonna take it. Can't stop Manifest Destiny. Also, there's no way... That that's really edible. How long has that thing been on the pot? He made it... Do you know how stew works? Yeah, dude. No, no. Brought, it was a big pot, too. My, the whole point is all you gotta really do is keep... Because I was thinking, it was just like, wouldn't that be overcooked at this point? When the, I pot, mean, when the pot is that big and also stew, it's like... You're not just putting meat on a pan. You're It's submerged in water, so you're just, you're just gonna uh, make it softer. Old, yeah, yeah. It just absorbs That's why stew Wouldn't is that make it grosser, though? If it's no. softer? No. Um, did you have a crock pot? No. I also, just I literally I just got a crock pot the other day actually. For about like keep your pleasures to yourself. For about like maybe eight thousand years, that's all we had. So it wasn't really a matter of is it gonna okay. be gross or not? So fucking eat it. Yeah. Eat it. <laughs> What's in it? Fucking eat it. Eat it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I guess that I guess that makes sense. I'm just applying my twenty. Renaissance era really Yeah. It did. The industrial really sucked. Yeah. For food. Uh, yeah, when they had to shit in holes and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. We yeah. still do that. Yep. Anyway. Uh, if you're by the boundary waters, you are. Um, so... <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, yeah, like, I go, go. <laughs> there's no, there's no outhouse. It's just... There's a uh, hole. I was yeah. in Boy Scouts. your pants for, down and shit. I was in Boy Scouts for 12 years. I went I know. to Wolfridge. Yeah. I know how to poop in a hole. My dad went to the boundary waters. He pulled that picture out and his phone. I'm just like, nope! I'm good. I'm good. He took a picture of his poop hole. No, he took a yeah, he took a picture of like the toilet seat that's out there with no walls. Yeah, you just poop on the seat. Yep. Well, in it. Yeah, in the seat, but you have to sit on it. Yeah, don't poop no. on it. Other people gotta use that thing. It's cold. Yeah. Cold. Squat. No, yeah, you know, you get frostbite. You get frostbite if you sit on that thing. Anyway, um. But, like, yeah, so that whole end fight scene, it was just very, like, it, you want to, okay, 
You know what it reminds me of now? Just the thought just came to this. Hmm. Um, between Aryan and Ito in The Night Comes For Us, but not as convenient. <laughs> they're just freaking cutting each other off. Yeah, but they're each other just like, like crazy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's how Antonio says it. She's like, if you get stabbed, it's like the most painful thing that's ever going to happen to you. You're going to like, you're going to stagger. You're, you're going to be in pain. Yeah. So like, I, that's why I think it's so funny. He just walks up to, to Colonel Ives with a hatchet and he's like, Crap, here's your arm, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't do anything about it. Like, I, it all hurts. So, no. Yeah, one they're, thing. Like, they're like hunched over like T-Rexes at the end of the fight. Like, eh, it's amazing. Eh, it's amazing. Eh. So, one thing that I thought was going to happen, mm. this movie subverts expectations really well. Mm. Um, what I thought was going to happen was I thought they were going to go, because they showed a lot of fire. Yeah. I thought they were going to blow up. the When he was, he was just bringing them into the house and was just like, okay, I'm going to rig a bunch of, like, whatever gunpowder for the guns is left, and then we're just going to blow this thing up, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one way to deter people from coming this way. Yeah. Uh, it keeps the other guy from eating the stew. Like, dumbass. Um, even if it's, like, stew, like, why still? Other people have, like, I get... I don't know why I think about that. You it's saw how Chris, you're on a horse. Be... You just dro- you just rode for miles in the cold. You are very hungry. You're gonna smell that and you're gonna not eat it. Come on. And then I become a Wendigo. Also, you saw him eat. You don't know the movie. You don't know you're becoming a Wendigo. You saw how these... I'm not. I'm just gonna stop eating, guys. dude. You saw how these soldiers were <laughs> at literally the beginning of the movie. Yeah. They're they're fucking ravenous. They are. They are already ravenous. Yes. That's the title of the movie. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> it's an easy one. It, it's an easy one. Right off the bat. People uh, in this movie. Maybe like... The world is ravenous. 20 seconds in, it, it succeeds. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, where are the ravens? What? Get the fuck out of here, dude. It's not about ravens. Oh, get going. Uh, there was a crow left of some murders, though. You know, when we make fun of this Same character... Same for some popcorn. When, we, when we're mean and make fun of the character, I can't help... But feel bad deep deep down that like he might not be able to help it. <laughs> Fuck that guy, man. And he's a character, but I also f- I it's it's not that he can't help it; it's that he still enjoys doing it. You can hear it. Yeah, but I also sorry I heard my name. Uh, we didn't say your name. Huh? We said we were describing a, an individual like you, but we weren't using your name. I've interacted with plenty of individuals like this character in real life, and then I realized that way later. <laughs> oh my god. They couldn't help it. Yeah, but it, uh, look, not helping it and Wait, still enjoying it are different. We talked about it. Like, I don't sleep at night, guys. You guys got any lotion? You gotta stop doing this bit, man. I feel If you bad. keep rubbing your hands, they're gonna fall off, man. You're gonna go through the Need lotion? I'm gonna go. Okay, please. Please. <laughs> it's, the, it's the one bit I got, guys. Uh, I love it. We're not. We can not like the guy, but like the bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we like it. So, but if, but if this guy was a real character, I'd be like, guys, we should probably cool. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if he could help it or, the or something. Also, God, I don't know how they treat complete bone separation in this era, but I'm pretty sure that's an amputation. It is. But also, like... He was already on blood. There's no modern medical technology 
that would have saved his leg. Like that, that you right. know what of I mean. Course, if, I mean, if but he that's tried, not... if he tried to do that and wasn't a Wendigo, uh -huh. yeah, he would have, he would have fucking died. Yeah, yeah. Like probably in a couple days. Like gangrene. Yeah, he would have to fucking already bled <laughs> out because there's a gaping hole with a bone sticking out of it. Yeah. Like <laughs> he would have died either way, but since he was already on the blood, he pushed it back in and it just fucking. But you know what's crazy? He was a Wendigo when he tasted the guy's blood when he was under the pile of bodies. That's what made him one, yes. Because mm -hmm. I was trying to think, like, that's probably when did why. he drink the... Oh! That's probably how he was able why? to crawl, crawl out of a body of people. That's like. why he was able to crawl out of them and take the mound. That's why he walks he up was to... Strong. That's why he walks up to uh, Calhoun and he's like, hey man, I heard that story and, like, I heard there was a sense of, like, strength that you get and he's like... Yeah, it's a sense of virility. This movie just bumped up a few points in my book. <laughs> like I just like now it's now it's all again seven days. They figured it's all out in seven days. She did. She did. Female director. What's awesome is that women are gonna take over, guys. She Forget had the robots. They should. But it's so it's so cool because she had faith in everybody, not just like the cinematographer, but all the she way down to... She didn't trust them, but she had faith. She trusted one person, that was Carlisle. She hadn't worked with anybody else on set. Damn. So she had to trust them, and they... The yeah. real story is that they trusted her. She was like, you're all here for a reason. You are good at what you do, so let's not pretend that, you know, you're just another piece of furniture in here. Do your job. Let's all do our job. Mm -hmm. So... So, yeah. Um, just that, the whole bear trap thing, it's just like... Like, right on, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, That's good. very yeah. sneaky. And then, that, and then uh, Martha. Yeah. Save Martha! <laughs> uh, she just fucking boogies. I yeah, love she saved herself. Just fucking I'm out. She saved herself. <coughs> this is her home. She came with this. Like, they, she lived here, and they found her and her brother there, and they're like, they sort of just came with the place, and she's like, I don't fucking care anymore. Take it. Take it. Eat it. I don't care. I'm out. Yeah, she took one good look and was just like, Put this shit on my... Put this yeah. shit on my... Yeah, because all the horses are... Didn't even tell the other guy, just like, left. Yeah, he's too busy eating fucking meat. Okay, my headcanon is that his, uh, his subordinate managed to off him just in time. Uh, Bullet in the back of the mine, head, you know. Mine is that California ends up being owned by cannibals. Yeah. Well, it's got one, so... If Nope is if nope says anything about this, I feel like Nope is a sequel to this movie. They're <laughs> <laughs> actually aliens. Yeah. But they're also, like, they're technically super, like, they're super people. Yeah. So then I started, I literally started imagining, like, what would, what would, like, the future look like? And then I had a sci-fi version of this movie. Whoa! No, it's it. Where, no, 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 where no. it's Wendigos yeah. in the future. They're... Like, humanity isn't just on Earth anymore because uh -huh. we're cannibalistic people. <clears throat> so we're going to start seeking out other races in the yeah. universe and then eat them and then gain their power. And then all of a sudden we're like the super bad guy and we've got like fucking mech suits but we're also like super strong. And it's also, their only villains. I mean, the, I mean the fucking Empire are the Americans. Like they, like they left Earth because they wound up eating... All the people there, and the only people left are cannibals. So then they they branched out, and they probably have people farms at that point. Mm -hmm. Like I started to have like a whole fucking futuristic lore. Like no, Matrix I was thinking style. like so cool. immediately when you started like, <laughs> saying there were some strong people, I was like, 
What if Captain America was a cannibal? <laughs> Made him a zombie once, so yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Bucky had to eat a few people to survive out <laughs> as a Winter Soldier. I'm sure he doesn't remember that. I'm sure he doesn't want to. Oh my what do you God. think he had to do with that with the arm? Like, Cal- what do you think when he found the arm? Calhoun finds Bucky Barnes. <laughs> Feeds him his own arm. <laughs> That's so annoying. I'll take you with me. That's very, very sneaky. Um, Run. So, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Um, yeah, I just... just looks... Like, I was shocked by how good this looked. I was just like, oh, I thought this was going to be, like, another one of those. Because, cause like, it kind of was set up to, like, uh, at least to me, it would be, like, another, like, cable movie, you know. But no, 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 no. This is, yeah, this is, wow. <laughs> it's such an interesting premise. It's, like... It's a heck of a way to get a coward to actually do something for once. Hell yeah. Um, He's only a coward in, like, America's eyes. Like, literally, I just... No one should be... <laughs> sorry, that fall. When he falls when he over, falls he over and he first sees him, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's like, fuck. Oh. <laughs> it's just that fall. <laughs> so, it's, oh. it's straight out of, a, like, a freaking... Um, it's, I would, like... It, <laughs> I'm telling you guys, we gotta make it happen. We gotta make a documentary out of it. We we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta oh, I was saying, like, wouldn't he basically he's the audience's surrogate at that point, even if he's exaggerating, but like, as an audience member, you're like, fuck! Yeah. Fuck! Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? How? What are you doing here? Why you look so good? What the fuck is happening? Oh, is there paperwork for shit like this? What? Uh, negative on Surfer. Like, was he was yeah, he a part of was he a part of their organization before he? I think he was always well, Ives, and Calhoun was a made up character. Like fucking god damn, man! I also love how the doctors like. I was drunk, and he's like, you were, he's like, I felt bad, and he's like, you were drunk, and he's like, you know what? And I thought, I always, every time the doctor's like, you know what? I think he's going to do something to Boyd or say something like, Boyd was acting stupid, or he's a coward. No, he's like, immediately like, did you shoot him in the shoulder? Let's check his shoulder. Let's see what's up with that. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then it's like, shows you how. He, no, 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 he, he provocatively exactly. undressed. Yes, that's right. He's like, you want to see my shoulder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way he slowly undresses. Yeah, we're watching it right now. Yeah, this movie's gay as shit. I love it. <laughs> Take it all! But, like, I do love it in the sense of, like, because his only two options are either be gay, because that's what Ives is saying, or die. And I feel like <laughs> that's what people feel felt like at the time. Either, like, be as joyfully sinful about this idea, or... Just die because yeah. that's all society gave him as options. But I, I think she just put it there as like fun subtext when the main reason is manifest destiny. Right, right, yeah. But the just way like that, the way that, that guy looks at him in the eyes whenever when they, whenever they have a moment and they're like holding each other, he stabs him and they're yep. like really close. And he's not just staring at him hatefully. He's like he looks at his lips and yeah. he looks at his eyes like deeply. That is a, that is a definitive character like trait that they had deliberately put into this movie. There's no, like, 
There's no if. Yeah. Like, it's very obvious. Because every time that happens, I'm like, are they going to fucking kiss or are they going to kill each other? Like, what's, it's either they're going to make out or they're going to eat each other. Right, or the way both. he was laying at the end of the bear trap. Yeah, like, and he's and he, but he's laying on top of him, too. Yeah, but now, now, it all, like now it's all clicking now. Oh, now, dude, now. when he stabs him in the chest when he's making the argument for Manifest Destiny, if you look at it, it looks like he's jerking him off. Like, <laughs> like they aren't hiding it. It's there. But, like, again... That's what Andy Christopher Leon said to describe how stab, getting stabbed works. Exactly. Like, <laughs> freaking everybody out. Oh, wait, so what's the news on Super? What's the news on Super, you didn't say? Oh, yeah. Uh, think, yeah, no, no. <sighs> We gotta make it happen. We're gonna we're gonna kidnap him, film it, and then make a fictional movie about our documentary kidnapping him and putting it out. Troll hunter style. Oh, troll hunter style. Where it's surfer, surfer, surfer hunter. We style. need to make a documentary about getting surfer out there. Yes. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. Okay, here's what we'll do. We'll get him to show it at Willow or wherever, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll secretly make a copy. <laughs> I was like, they copy it to a hard drive. Okay. <laughs> if we were working... We won't release it. We'll just have it for ourselves. Yeah, we, we would do this illegally. Like, Yeah, it's a stealing thing. Yeah. Like, we would totally get in trouble. But sometimes you gotta steal things for the world, man. Like, we would get all get fired. <laughs> who, stole, who stole fire from the gods, man? I don't know. There was a... Hercules! Hercules! Some dude stole fire from gods and gave it to man. And they punched him. By putting him on the rocks with the ravens at the end of the lighthouse. Oh, that sucks. What's his name? Not Thespis. Asbestos. 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 Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Ravenous. Ravenous. I'm very glad you liked it. This is, I thought this would be a very nice curiosity for you. Right. I didn't think it would be a Riccio. I thought it would be more along the lines of Stretch, where you'd be like, this is fun. Right. Yeah. Like... It was just the, the big mallet. It's pretty mallet. great, yeah. <laughs> the cartoon mallet. I think this, if you, if, okay. Here, I wanted you to have this. This movie could easily be one of those, like, schlock, so bad it's good movies. Because it's like the giant mallet. The guy jumps off the, like, the jump, like, the, the, the I can I can see people being concerned with like okay him jumping off the cliff that rather than fighting this guy it's like okay if you had done it in a very if you'd done it in the wrong right way it could is if you had done certain things about this movie in a way that <clears throat> I think I think her editing to the decision of him jumping the cliff is just as cool as him jumping the cliff like she builds the tension of him making that decision. Right. And she builds everything of the character that leads. Like, he's such a yeah. coward. He's like, done all these, like, things he wouldn't do. He's gonna do this. Right. Like, yeah, it's... It, I don't know what I was saying there. But anyway, but, like... The, the whole giant mallet, like, you know, the, the whole premise of, like... It could have easily been really dumb. Yes. It easily could have been a, uh... A Rikia or a Samurai cop or whatever. Like, but, no. This has effort into it. And, like... Somehow, this woman got these people to give a damn. Yeah. Um, so, props to her. Uh, pour one out for the homie. I can't do it. This is a very nice rug. Um, so, yeah. Ratings. No, Peter. What? Oh, yeah. What's your, you have any thoughts? I mean, I was adding. I was adding to everybody. You said you saw it twice this week. Yeah, I did see it twice. The, the first time... Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I, it deserved a second watch for me. Okay. I, it, I, there, I was, I was unsure of a lot of things, and 
you know, it de- it depends like on when you watch it too. Like we're oh, human. Yeah. Like if we're in a certain mood, you can't you can't you can't help but watch a movie in that yeah. mood, or you're just you're just not in it in the moment. So I just I was just like it wasn't anything bad, but I was like I just right. need to have a second watch with this. Yeah, and I was having there's a- so much. There's so much happening. Yeah, and I was having a hard time like deciding whether or not, because like there's a lot of like wintry vibes too. We're in the middle of winter mm-hmm. here. It's very uh, fitting. Man. But I was getting like yeah, I'm some- starving. I was getting like a bit of. So I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I paused you again. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me try to like, just put this away here for a second. Because you just stopped and it scared us all, and then I realized I was sitting on the road. Sorry about that. No, I did say something, but I won't say it again because. Uh... <laughs> Are you okay? Chris? 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 Are you okay? Chris? Uh... Oh my god. That was so good. Uh... You just. I'm really, I'm really hungry. Yeah, you didn't hear what I said? No, what did you That's why. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, it's very fitting. It's like, you know, because we're in the winter right now. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm starving. And he kept talking, and then he stopped. Like, <laughs> I sentence. Yeah. Is that He was like, yeah, oh, and then, like, well, because it's been, like... <laughs> Where's the timestamp? Okay, 2.43. 2.43. I'll go back to that. I'll go back to that. That was really funny. funny. I missed that. <laughs> Holy shit. That's even better than stopping right after I said it. It's, like, mid-sentence. You're like, wait, what the fuck you said? <laughs> I was in immediate fear of my safety. I was supposed to not stop. He is closer to you. Yeah, I just mentally hit you with a giant mallet, like a cartoon mallet. And I was like, ah! <laughs> so yeah. you started cutting me. Yeah, you started maniacally laughing. I'm just Colonel Hart, man. I'm over here just waiting to eat. Oh man. So anyway, continue, Peter. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, like there, there were a lot of things that I was just, <clears throat> God, I was just confused about, like the, um, the soundtrack. I was like. I like it, but I also don't like it at the same time. Like, I, I gotta just watch this. Right. Like, I just gotta watch it again. And then, because I wanted to see, like, just gauge. Because I don't, I don't judge my opinion on, like, the majority of people's opinion, like Rotten Tomatoes or some shit. Uh-huh. I didn't even go to Rotten Tomatoes. I went to YouTube and I was just like, I was trying to be unbiased and just be like, ravenous yeah. explained or ravenous like synopsis or review and just, I just say analysis so much so that YouTube has that word almost as a backup every time I put a movie in oh god yeah, like it's like I'm not looking to see like ravenous terrible movie ravenous so good you need to watch it like I right. tried to just be there was an essay I saw that was like why ravenous is the greatest movie ever made yes That's, no 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 I would highly recommend it because I watched being, that he's not being earnest about it he's actually being Joking about it. Oh, I see. It's actually really everything that I said is uh, that's probably the most informed of all the videos that are out there about it. Mm-hmm. So I re- I recommend that one the most. Yeah, I, I watched I watched bits and pieces of that on my break, and then I because I, 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 I had fifteen minutes and I wanted to like get the most of it, so I didn't watch that whole thing. And then um, I watched a few other ones, and I'm like, okay, the majority of people say that they enjoy it and it's weird and wacky. I just need to give it a second shot. And the mm. second shot was, like, infinitely better than the first watch. Sure. Like, way, mm. way better. Um, you're able to kind of just... 
just understand the timing and then you're able to understand like, okay, a joke is going to come up here. I know what's coming. You're not like thrown off by, oh, these guys just ate each other. And then all of a sudden they're like, or this guy just crawled out of like, uh, um, like a mound of bodies. And then all of a sudden they're like, and here's our crew. Here we have John. Here we have Steve. And he's wacky. And it's like, like a, you know, they're like naming all the characters. I felt like I was watching a, like fucking mouth. This is Katana. Right. Like I was. She's got my back. Like they're making. Oh yeah. By the way, the sword steals you know? the souls of anyone it kills. Huh? <laughs> Every movie needs a cut to Reich in a river. I'm just saying. Yes. I'm just saying. Avatar, Delete. Delete. The way it, of water. <laughs> love it. The movie made way just more sense. Just not the third one. Yeah. Not the third one. No, no, no. Ash people. Yeah, Ash people. Yeah. The movie. The movie made way more sense. I was able. To, I don't know. It was just. It was just a better watch altogether. I just liked it. That's so great, man. I just sometimes like. I don't think movies, either way, like, you know, if you want to watch it 50 times and then you're able to appreciate it, that's fine. But I also believe, like, if you watch it once, you can gauge that way as well. Like, that's just as fair of a chance as watching it 50 times, in my opinion. You watched it. That's, yeah. what's, that, that's what matters. But, like, mm -hmm. if you want to, if you're diehard like us, you're not just a casual person just watching a movie and you're not even going to pick up on these things, like... Sometimes you just have that opinion, and then that's it. Right. <clears throat> you want to give it a shot and, like, put in the fucking work. Okay, people are really liking this movie, and I don't want to, and I don't want to have the same opinion of them because I want to look like I know what I'm talking about. But I obviously, I'm, I'm not understanding something, and I also didn't appreciate it, and I want to enjoy the movie for what it actually is. So right. that's, that's why I watched it the second time. And with all the Harry Potter movies, I wanted to watch those as many times as I yeah. fucking could. Because I, I watched it so well, much. Well, not those first two. Like I, I watched it so much <laughs> as a kid that like I was desensitized to everything. Gotcha. And it just it existed, and it's a movie, and that was it. Like I didn't even look at it as a movie anymore. So I wanted, I wanted to just, if it was bad, I wanted to just watch it as many times as I could and understand why it was actually bad. Because I was just so, like, my eyes are glazed over at that point. It's just, yeah. it was a part of my childhood. It's nostalgic. I wanted to take those glasses off. And then I was able to see, oh my god, the third movie is actually fucking awesome. Mm. It's my favorite one out of all of them. It really is. It's so good. And then to walk away and be like, Order was so fucking good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, sometimes movies just deserve that. Or you de you deserve it. Mm -hmm. It's not that the movies deserve it. It's that you deserve it out right. of the movies to appreciate it. Like I thought, I, I, it. it's really. I, I thought I was gonna walk up here and be like, I think this movie is really charming. I hope you guys like it too. I like when he jumps off a cliff. And then I came back and I was like, oh, you know, that Manifest Destiny stuff's pretty good. That kind of gay stuffs in there really good too. And then I read her story and how she made it so and everything. Crazy. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, oh my god, all this was put together in that small of a span time and with those kind this of arguments is... and that up of a hill battle. This is a prime curiosity pick. Yes! Mm -hmm. Prime! It is! Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I... This is like Surf's Up. I really... Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. Second time, way better. This is the second time. If I watched it a third time, fourth time, I could probably even 
say more about it. But I mean, sometimes when I do these films and I've done all the work and I've watched it as many times, and even if I love it, I'm like, I'm not going to return to this again for a bit. I still really feel like watching this a few more times next winter. Maybe yeah, I'm, this I'm like winter. legit watching this. It's yeah, not like yeah. I'm in the background. Like I've been spinning my chair around watching this like the whole time. <laughs> I do fucking love this movie. Because there's, there's so many little um, just choices that, that the act, just the actors have on top of the cinematographer and everything else. But just the acting in general, it's... Yeah, sometimes it can be provocative, like what we just saw, how he licked those fingers. Like, turn me on, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, they hold on it a long time. Right. Yeah. They make the moment work. But the the set pieces are, are really, really cool as well. And now that I know that it's not even the same fucking place... Why the fuck would you do that? Not only that, the cave scene, like the outside of the cave, the inside of the cave, all of that's like four different locations. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that can't be one perfect spot. Exactly. Like, you, no, that's not, how, right. that's not how any of this works. And again, only like days to shoot it. And you lit the cave? Like, was the inside of the cave real? I'm pretty sure that was a set. And okay. then the outside of the cave, they had about like maybe another four feet before they hit a wall okay. of going in. Because it really was that one angle from yeah. like the... From looking um, down above. Yeah. Seated. That's why you don't really see Toffler walk up to Hart and talk to him and be like, uh, he's spooking me. And then he's right back at the bottom of the hill again. You just can't really get that angle. The coverage, like we talked in the last movie how they probably didn't have a lot of coverage with that turtle movie. And you can just see it. But, like, it's obviously, like, they didn't care kind of coverage. Mm -hmm. It's obvious with this, she's like, not only do I want to get the coverage, I wanted the coverage of every single actor that I can. And I feel like she's trying to give every character their beat with all that quick splash editing. But it also seems like she just didn't get a lot of establishing shots. Maybe she's not that kind of director, but I don't think she just had the time. Yeah, um, seven days. And, and then when you get to... <laughs> The, the second half of the movie is a lot less frantic because there aren't that many characters to cut to. It's a lot of insights. <laughs> so at the beginning, I think she's just trying to give everyone their due because she cares so much about the characters and the actors. Um, and then you get to the second half and it's a lot more pensive and it's a lot more timed out. And it, it, it makes a, a moment like Heart coming up right now matter a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I, I just think this movie's really great. Coming back to it now, it's it went from being really charming and fun to fucking impressive. Fucking impressive. Yeah. Uh, I, if, if we're going to go to grades... Yeah, I think I'm... I mean, I don't... Yeah. I don't really have any bad things to say. There's just a few editing choices that I'm, I'm, like, I'm like... I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, and the sound effects... The, the soundtrack grew on me a lot... Mm. But I still, it's just me as a person. That, right. Like, I just, whenever something's, like, a little too repetitive, it depends on the thing as well. Because, like, if it's something like Daft Punk or Animal Collective, I, like, it's not even that I'm tolerating it. I like it. But yeah. it might just just be the type of instrument that's used, that's off-key. Yeah. That, like, there's so many things that add to it that I... That, that might just be it. These aren't really the most pleasant sounds right. in the world either. But but it makes sense for the movie yeah, now. Yeah, it's an unsettling, off-kilter piece. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't watch it a second time, so I'm glad I did that. Yeah. But the, some of the sound effects are just like, is this a fucking cartoon? Boink. <laughs> and I was just... Yeah, like, the probably the worst... The backhand? The, yes. When they're, when they're doing the fight, and he the back, end fight. he, like, kind of 
slightly taps Colonel Ives, and then the roof falls on him, and you hear like the most <laughs> aggressive punch ever. <laughs> That's a really I'm bad like, moment. I'm like, did he even touch it? That's embarrassing. Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and why is he still sitting there? And then like, the building falls on him, and I was just like, okay, the building falls, I'll stop caring about that. But like, that was weird. That's that's the most aggressive, like, bad one that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. This is this is just awesome. This is yeah, awesome. I love this movie. All right, that's great. Penship for boom and left him in the pink. Um, for me, I'm going to go B. I'm going to go straight B. It's not. The only reason I'm not going to go B-plus is because of those sound effects and a few of that editing. I feel like if she had more time to really make this thing her own rather than step into somebody else's idea and somebody else's script and try and mold it into the things that she enjoys, it probably would have been a lot better. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, A-. minus. I'm going to go A-. minus. This is... Uh, this is imp- a really impressive in a lot of ways. You can the only problems I have with it are technical, mm-hmm. and the only and like yeah. those little technical things can be nitpicky. But the performances shine through, and the story shines through, and the themes shine through, and it looks so much better in Blu-ray and on Criterion. And that that jumping from the cliff is my favorite thing in any movie. If any hero, and there it has to make the decision to jump off a ledge of any sort, it I call it the ravenous moment. And no one has ever done it as cool as that guy jumping off the cliff. I've never seen it that cool again. Because it's so yeah. practical. It looks so real. They, they must... I don't think there was anything below him. I think that they had him on... Had to have. It, it was a case. It's a good thing they had Stallone do it before them, too. I mean, Cliffhanger is a very interesting movie, but it's a balance between... I was talking First Blood. Oh, First Blood? First Blood, yes. But... They probably had a crane. No, it's just it's no, shot differently. One, no. Like, no, 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 for rabbits. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, I mean, they're probably crazy. There's just the way that she builds the moment, and it's how how the character is acted up to that moment. Literally, before he walks up to that ledge, he's like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. And he's like, you're going to fucking find him now. <laughs> and I'm even, even in the back of my mind, I'm like, you better kill him. He's going to kill you, so you got to do something about this. He's yeah. like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go on my own back to the cave. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, he doesn't make one good decision in his life until that moment. And I love that. We, he's it like, is, and we talk about John Wick and, that, and all that work built up to it. This is that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he acted like a, a primal animal. Like, he's in a corner. What, what would a fucking yes. animal do? Like, yeah. Yeah, a bobcat would probably just be like, Rah! just like jump <laughs> onto a tree. Yeah, And dude. like be like, fuck it. Yeah, dude. Like squirrels do it all the time. Hell yes, Yeah, dude. they plummet like fucking 40 feet and they're fine. Like animals do it all the time. So he, he was acting like just this animal. Because the way that, um, the way that Ives was just like slowly Wait, inching his way up to him. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> do you know that? Do you know that? Yeah, that feel good? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's cornering him. Yeah. And he's like all bloody, and obviously he, you shot him, he got up, and then he's like threw the gun at him. He's like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, like if a gun point blank didn't work, 
hitting him with the gun is not gonna work. Right. Stabbing him with the bayonet on the gun is not gonna work. So he's just like, eh. And like, it doesn't matter anyway. It would just buy him a little bit more time. Exactly. And what are you gonna do? Run around him? Then you're just being chased through the woods and you saw how that ended up. Right. Not good. And you saw how the other guy ended up where he was like hand-to-hand combat. Best fucking soldier in the group. Yeah. He's, he's too much of a soldier that the army doesn't even fucking want him. <laughs> he's dead. Always aim for the head. I think he was. He hit him in the shoulder. That's not bad. The, o- the only... No, I'm, this isn't even a nitpick, but this is like... I don't know what I would actually do in that situation, but as a character that I would make, I would... like It wouldn't be this movie, of course, because then there wouldn't be a movie. Exactly. But I would immediately run over after I shot him in the chest. Even if he's lying there and I know he's going to get up at some point, I would start cutting his head off with a bayonet. If you if cut you his get, head off... If you go back, he does not have a bayonet. Oh, he doesn't? Nope. But he does have a six-shooter. He has a revolver. If he has you a double tap him one. If he has a revolver, I, I don't think he has one. I don't think he has one in that moment. Well, Carry kids. a knife. Carry a knife, man. I would have cut, cut his head off. If you're a Wendigo and your head's cut off, like, there's no way. Man. Right. You're not going to live. I, I He didn't have a revolver, I believe. He certainly did not have a bayonet. He cer- I double-checked. I was like, really? No bayonet? Oh, by the way... Guy Pierce, um, uh, not only is Guy Pierce a vegetarian, but so is Antonio Bird. Uh, <laughs> Guy Pierce is a vegetarian. So he's eating those bites and he's taking it slowly to pretend like he's hungry, but he's immediately spitting it out. Oh. Immediately spitting out the meat. Oh, so it was real meat. It, was it wasn't, wasn't like What a freaking method actor. Yeah. He was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I mean, yeah, you're not eating it. Run for your life. <laughs> it probably tasted bad anyway. That happened with me with bacon. I stopped eating bacon for, like, so, 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 so long that it was on, like, a leftover pizza that I had in, like, my parents' fridge. And I was like, Ugh! and I immediately gagged, spit it out in the in the bin, and I'm like, oh, my God, Mom, it's rancid. She's like, we just made the pizza. I'm like, it's fucking rancid. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, I'm like, what's in it? Bacon. And I taste it again. I'm like, oh, my God. No, it's just bacon. Yeah, he must have fucking eaten it. Oh, yeah. So A minus for me. Um, yeah. Nostalgia covers it, and that cliff covers it, but um, a minus. Hmm. Better. Hmm. Probably a B for me. B. Yeah. Probably just just straight B. So nice. That's so nice. Like, if it it would be an A if she had like a month. <laughs> a month of playing this oh, show. Oh, this would be an Oscar nominee. Like, if she had, like, more than a week. Yeah, I mean, I think this is that, deservedly a B plus dude, the, the most, but I'm giving it more. It's Fox. It's 20th Century Fox. That's what was so thrown off. Like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> There's no way that would ever happen. <laughs> How the fuck? Because the 90s had a lot of horror movies. Like, oh my god. I'm glad I remember this. This movie feels like the movies that are coming out right now that are like indie movies. People oh God! This came before. out today. This came out today. Like the, the movie it with really well, the yeah. movie with Joaquin Phoenix that's that's coming out where he's just like his name's Bo, and yeah, yeah, you have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I mean, every everything everywhere all at once. I mean, it's not gruesome like this, but like weird specific. Movies that are just not the mold of Hollywood anymore. Right. That's what this feels like. But it was made in 1999 by 20th Century Fox. This would be a Blumhouse movie. This. Like, what the yes, fuck? this would be a Blumhouse movie for sure. It doesn't feel like 
it belongs in this era, in that studio. Yeah. That's very interesting. It's not on Disney Plus, tell you that. <laughs> no. Uh, it's on Criterion now. Sick. They didn't think Sick. Anymore. It's actually, it's in, in a, it's in Criterion in a group called Snowy Westerns. So it's like 19 movies that are all snowy westerns. Is that really a fucking... Oh my god. The Great Silence, but I think hatefully. That's a specific yeah. like subgenre. I'll and show you I'll, I'll show Oh you my god, that's awesome. It's super dope. Like oh That's the problem. I can't get Criterion on in the living room, but if I move my Apple TV to the living room, you would, we would be able to get things that are not on the Xfinity box. Alright, so... Yeah, what about you, man? What about you, Chris? What are you going to give it? She had a week, and this was the result. Ah! Boom. You can also Boom. judge it as the movie that it is. Boom. I mean, it, it is. It's such an interesting premise, and everything's just so interestingly presented. And it makes decisions... That you can't help but think about. Yeah. Keep you on your toes. A minus. Wow, dude, thank you. Damn. Yes. Yes, dude. I'm like, so I wasn't even paying attention to the sound design. Wow, dude. That's crazy. I Honestly, I didn't notice it. You were, the, you were the one person I was the most interested in how, who would react to this. I'm so glad you liked it. But I'm also glad that our discussion like the, up, that made you like it even more. Like the edit, and just the, how it shot. I didn't even have to think about it that hard. Because mm. like with, the, with, the, with the Turtles movies, I was just like, oh my god. Every yeah. shot in this movie, literally every single shot is so interesting. Yeah. And it's also a great palate cleanser after the Turtles movies. Right. Yeah, just murder. Also, make Blood it... Blood everywhere. No, he said... No, it's, here's the funny part. He said, make it quickly, please. And he slices his throat. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, dude? And he just takes him a while, too. You see him on the ground. He's like, okay. Uh. Okay, first, okay, I get it. What else are you supposed to do with a knife? I guess How that's do you just kill like, someone quickly with a knife, man? I mean, there's like a space, like right here in your temple. Just yeah, but if you miss that, then you're just having an epileptic seizure or something. Really hard to get a knife through his skull. You have to go straight well, through the, the eyeball. eyeball. No, yeah, but, he's, but he's superhuman. You have to remember exactly. That. But um, you, you got to go for the arteries. Wait you a fucking minute. At least two arteries right there. He broke a dude's neck at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's, that's still that's not quick. quick. He was very ready for someone to mention that. That's one of my favorite you know, moments. It's it probably the most unrealistic thing in the entire movie. But it looked unrealistic. But then when you go back and realize he actually. Had yeah, some yeah, more strength, strength yeah. from but that. It wasn't a whole lot because he was a new Wendigo. But also, the fact that he thought about doing it is what's funny. It's like Boyd just snapped <laughs> some guy's neck. It's a little weird. It's but why didn't he weird. do that now? He instead stabbed him in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> strong neck. He knew he had a strong neck. Fair enough. He wasn't. Yeah, tank. thick neck. That um, guy's a unit. A minus, alright. But, like, but I, like, yeah. Zach I didn't watch it, did he? We don't know. Does I don't think Zach even knew that we did it. Because I don't think anyone told him. How did nobody in this room do that? He also he didn't asked. I think he would have asked if that was the case, but considering he's just coming back from a vacation, he probably had other things on his mind. Yeah, do you want to call him? Just to make sure. And it was a vacation. No, I think, it's, I think it's that thing he does in Florida every year. 
Oh, so that's what he yeah, he had other things to on his mind, so I'm sure he was like, I'm just going to focus on that. No yeah. Florida, Florida. It's not like he would have made it anyway because he was on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he thought he would have been back by this afternoon with enough time to maybe fall asleep and talk for the news and then pretend nope. or say he didn't watch the movie and just stay and talk. Oh, this is not recording. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, A minus, A minus, and B. That's a pretty good run. I... This is a movie that I care about. That's good way. for curiosity. This is like, not Milk Money. No, I, I, first of all, I just I, want to reiterate that again. I love Milk Money because I think it's like a fucking garbage movie that like I need people to know existed because I don't want to be crazy for the rest of my life. So you guys helped with that. Uh, the Turtles movies are my children's movies, but like I, I really had a clear head when I watched them this time. This I cared about. I cared about this movie. So if you guys walked in and were just like, I don't think any of this works or makes sense on a logical standpoint, I'd be like, oh, but... But like, if you walk in and you're like, ah, the music doesn't rock me, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> the music's fucking cool. <laughs> I don't expect everyone to like it the way I do. But you guys understand the themes. You understand how much work went into it. You see the good performances. You see the cinematography. And the cliff jump. If you aren't in by the cliff jump, then you... Uh, that is oddball to me. That's like saying you don't like um, Mad Max Fury Road. If you aren't in yep. after that cliff jump because you've been paying attention to the film and you're like, ah, I just don't care after that, you're done with me in terms of like liking the same thing that I may like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this was almost the end of the entire podcast. But I appreciate it, guys. No, uh, I, the fact that you guys liked it as much as I do, the fact that Peter wanted to watch it twice, that that's amazing because it really reiterates the charm of this movie. And now that I realize it was because this woman came in and was just like, took over everything and really made it her vision. On because a, her friend mega, asked her to? Yeah, on an almost mega maniacal level. Fighting the studios, like we, we champion this one. It's men all the time. And I'm like, this is probably one of the most impressive This is a feat. feat. This is yeah. a fucking feat in a man. long fucking time. So like, this is, in yeah. And you I love your feet. I love feet. Uh, that machine had great feet. I want the other foot. Give me the foot, guys. I'm the foot. <laughs> Don't you ever make that noise. One yeah. toe. I'll get the rest later. Anyway. Yeah, we're in the middle of the fight. Okay, so yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go, guys. All right. Let's do this. Thank guys. you so much. Wow, we didn't even make it to the end. Yeah, they're we're literally almost about to there. We've got ten minutes, including the credits. Look at the little visceral. This is not like that movie so where we just real. gave up on it. We're gonna yeah. finish. This anyway, show. what's what are the, what's the list, Chris? As these guys are like murdering each I, other. I, 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 I have my. Let's list. casually move past, gentlemen. <laughs> wheel. 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 What about wheel. it? Oh, we're doing wheel. it. Wheel. 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 I'm gonna pass. It's the bad wheel, which is what they yeah. always call me in every friend group I've ever been in. Oh, um, bad wheel. You're not a wheel. You're, you're a Gentlemen, you're the bad wheel demands tribute. I must ask Do you for know yours? your offering. I okay. I know mine. I think, uh, I don't know, I'm stuck between two, but I think I know mine. Southland Tales for me. Southland Tales. Are they South Tales from the South? Lands. Oh boy, South. I wish they weren't. Shall I'll tell you that land, much. Hail, shall ah, that would be Southland Tales. If I could just spell it right. It's South, then Land, then Tales. I know, but my brain is not working right now. 
<laughs> it's like he's handcuffed, but he's not. Exactly. He's like the emperor. He can't, but it's because both of his arms are fucked. Oh my god, he moves like that villains in the Scooby Doo movie. Oh, yes. Or they're like. Hunched over and shit. Scooby Scooby Doo. Um, I kind of want to see how Jim Carrey would play that role. Which one? The uh, uh, Ives. I think he did fun. I love how he drops the knife and he's just like, I'm going to eat you. I'm not going to kiss or eat you. He's going to eat his face for sure. Yeah, he's going to go like bath like, salt wait, oh, style. Wait, wait, what are you doing? Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, I think he forgot that he's got like six inches of height on him. And he's like, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? very, very sneaky. That is very chippy-ish. Very, very sneaky. Really? Really sneaky. Uh, This is genuine, okay? Okay. If I wasn't so focused on this movie, I would actually have like a legit, genuine pick. (laughs) I literally forgot there was a wheel, and I was like, God, this movie is just... I gotta watch it again. Yeah, dude. Um, I love rabbits. On my backlog, I pushed for Little Bigfoot, and then I pushed for Pinocchio, A True Story. Okay. But I'm... I'm kind of more curious about Little Bigfoot. I feel like there's going to be... There might be some substance to that. It would fit well with my Mac and me. Because, like, the... I still eventually want us to just watch the monstrosity of Pinocchio, a true story. Though, I will say... In an, but that's just, like, a crazy bad. In this a is, like, a weird bad. You mention a movie about a little creature, and I mentioned that it's worse than Mac and me. So, even back then, I'm pretty sure you were trying to convince me to watch Little Bigfoot. So... It's a part of me that's like, we gotta finish this. We gotta finish the races on this. <laughs> I may watch yeah. the, I may watch the Zemeckis' Pinocchio this week, so I may have enough Pinocchio. <sighs> God. It's one, it, one is our worst movie, so like that would be the one to watch, right? So. Right. So it'll be my third one this or year. Or just so. don't watch it? Uh, I'm, uh, we'll see. <laughs> the, the other three are more important. I'm not gonna argue about it. Puss in Boots, Barbarian, and Unbearable are all more important to Yeah, me. Bussy Boots. Bussy Boots. Bussy Boots. So, a Little Bigfoot beer? Little Bigfoot. Little Bigfoot Southland. Oh, man, those are bummers. And it's also a winter movie, I think. We'll probably way. land on it in summer. Probably. We'll need a breeze. And Zach didn't have pick. Ah, oh, he's drinking it. Nothing I know. he's drinking it. Stupid. How many other mouths were on that damn thing? Anyway. He doesn't care. Disgusting. I haven't. I haven't pitched this in a while. It's been a long time, but I want to come back to it just for the lulls. Battle Star Wars. Oh yeah, I remember that. Sure, it'll go well with my Star Crash. Um. So basically, it's a knockoff of. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I couldn't ignore that. You, you looked at it. It's just pro- it's probably cheese. Cheese or Frank? On something that they Frank. shouldn't be on. Cheese filled Frank. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I did feed them cheese the other day. Oh, gross. Oh, ravenous of me. So oh. we have Southland Tales, Battle Star Wars, and Little Big Fight. Peter? Uh, for the record, uh, if there's any... You're not even wearing pants or wearing shorts. If there's any new listeners out there, we record in, um, in the, our apartment, and it's in the sunroom, so there uh-huh. is not... 
one window. There's actually one, two, three, four, five, six windows. And half of them are closed. In a space that's probably <laughs> twice as long as me if I laid down. And it's the sunroom, so every single fucking wall in this tiny ass no, room. No, no, two of them. These two are covered. You no, he counted, he counted these. Two, he counted these yeah, two. But right, right. But, but I'm saying the blinds are down, though. That's what I said. Do you want me to? Do you want me to open them? No. Okay. This, is, this should be just for us. Three is enough. Okay. That's what she said. There's also houses like directly across the street. Like they totally. They don't care. It. What are they looking through? Maybe that top window. Freaking. Maybe that top window. <laughs> what are they looking through? Maybe that top window. That's really All right. Awesome. Hang on, I gotta. Three, two, one. Chopping Mall. A fun little movie. North. Ooh boy, that movie is not good. Where we live. Um, Velocipaster. That looks silly. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Yeah, dude, Razor Blades, Snakes in a Box. See, your buddy O'Sheen's moving to Hawaii. He might have a hard oh, ticket. man. Maybe in three weeks. Maybe I've been we saying it's it. gonna be hard to get. If we don't land it now, we would. It would probably make more sense in about a month when he's actually leaving. Mac and me. Mac and me. Wheelchair, be, wheelchair cliff. That'd, that'd be, be full circle. That would be a guy going over a cliff. That'd be full circle in so many ways. <laughs> that'd be that'd be total things. <sighs> I won't happen. I want a cliff jump. I want a cliff jump. 
Knock, knock. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was you, too. No. Blame him. It was free pizza! Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Let that blood I rain liked, from the sky! I liked the new trailer for the new movie. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm going to go see I'm it. In it. I'm in I'm it. I'm in it, yeah. I'm also into the new Creed 3 trailer. Oh my god. That looks so good. Oh my god. Looks so good. Dude, where's my car?
Oh god, I didn't spin it. I the, like I I knew that was coming too. God damn it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta live with it. <laughs> you just gotta live with it. I'm just gonna spin it. Go. I can't even look. I can't even. Stop it! Stop. <laughs> what did you eat? <laughs> Nothing. It's so bad. They're empty parts. Mommy? Ladies and gentlemen, the next movie we'll be reviewing on the Mice Movie Podcast. No! Not the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> <coughs> nice. Wow. The Wicker Man. What if... What well, if... we were going to spend some time with Nick Cage, so... Nice. Okay. I think this right. is gonna and be. And I get to watch the old one. This is a that's a good one after this, I think. Just fucking crazy insanity. Also just kind of running on around. an island. On yeah. an island just of trees. Running around in, yeah. in the wilderness. No one you can trust. Yeah. I saw this on cable years ago and I only remember <coughs> I only remember like the ending. Of Dick Cage going crazy? No, of him like burning in the freaking statue. Oh, well, there's a lot more that happens before Is that. Is it The movie. Wicker Man 2006? And, uh, uh, I think so, yeah. Chris, you better get ready. Oh, because everything that leads up to him going into that thing is kind of why this thing has been remembered for being a bad movie so long. But the Beast thing, most of that is a deleted scene that isn't even in the movie. So, yeah. In fact, I'm surprised most people will talk about the things he does before they capture him and put him in that thing more. Mm. Because they're fucking fantastic. Outside of that, I've never seen this, so... I've never seen the original, so... This gives me a reason to do that. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I saw this with my mom. Weird. I think it was in the same It was boat. on demand, and I was homesick. You watched The Wicker Man? Okay, Lily Sobieski fans, I guess. My mom is awesome, I'll tell you. Your mom rules, yeah. Yeah. It's on demand today. Let's see, Mom. All right. Well, yeah, it's rentable on like Amazon, <coughs> Amazon, YouTube, Google Play, Apple, Redbox. It's all rentable. So. Oh my god, it's so fun. Wow, man, those farts hurt. That's what she said. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Woo, okay, let's uh, let's be done. So next time, the Wicker Man. Day one curiosity. Day one bad. Day one bad. Day really? one bad. Finally knocked off the list for a little yeah. bit. Nicely done. And we have it. And we have it. And we have it. We have it on here for free. Yeah, we have it. And then I have to find it. So that I can watch it. YouTube. Any way that I want. Any way you want it. That's the way I rent it. I am ravenous for blood. I am ravenous for blood. I am ravenous for blood. Yeah. I got that. Grinch. I got that. All right. Let's be done here, guys. So next time. Bon appetit. The Wicker Man. And the bees. The bees. From from knees to bees. Say goodbye, guys. That was really sneaky. Hashtag release the J.J. Abrams cut. Uh, this? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I hate you. Oh, I never want him to do No, Gore Verbinski. I want the Gore Verbinski. Ravenous.
So I'm a fucking idiot, is what you're saying. No, actually, you know what? Give give, <clears throat> Ante- give Antonia Bird another week at the very least to plan. Should this. have. Can I want the actual. Can't anymore. I want the actual Antonio Bird cut. If anybody should come back, it's her. Let's get her back in Hollywood yeah. making movies. Can yeah. we just close her? Dead. Okay, you get the salt. You get the candles. I'll fuck off. <laughs> 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 <laughs>